rise and shine. Googans, go time on a Friday morning. We have made it, baby. We are on the cusp of the weekend. We are knocking on that weekend's door. Good morning, E.T., my brother. How are we? Yo. What do you got going on this weekend? Anything? What's cooking? Man, your boy always cooking You're up always something, cooking, man. always cooking, man. I don't know how you do it. I don't have your energy. What do you got? Uh, I'm in them streets. I'm going to start out. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm going to go to the Melody Market. I'm hanging out. Sure. That's what you do, man. You should. More power to you. I'm hoping, to be honest with you, that I do as little as possible this weekend. Like, I'm not sedentary. I don't like just sitting around if I'm, um, you know, not bound to anything. But this is kind of one of those weekends where I want to do this. Uh, last week, you know, I went for the trifecta. We went out Friday night, and then we had the great time at the Super Bowl trivia on Saturday night. Then I was at a Super Bowl party on Sunday night. We're riding solo yesterday and this morning. I'm ready to play me some golf in the afternoon and then do as little as possible this weekend. Do a lot of sitting around is what my plan is. However, there's also this little nugget. This is also the time of the year where Mrs. P's liable to come at me with some honeydew list. Suddenly, huh. suddenly I'm cleaning the garage tomorrow, so maybe I should launch a preemptive strike. Instead of, instead of trying to get away with sitting around, maybe I'll come up with something that I wouldn't mind doing. Let's get away from that garage. That garage needs cleaned out, E.T. Got to set that tone now. When you're a parent of three, you know, adult children and you've lived someplace for a long time, your garage becomes a place that everybody can just put something for now. And then for now turns in about two, three years, right? You feel me? There are people out there, right? The garage has changed through the years. When I was a kid, you know what the garage was? Was it the hangout? It's where you parked your cars, man. (laughs) You parked your cars in the garage. You know what else was in the garage? A rake. A lawnmower. Toolbox. A couple of gas cans, a toolbox, maybe your washer and dryer. That was your garage. Now garage are storage <laughs> units. Oh, yeah, storage unit for sure. Now, part of that is because of where I've lived. I mean, if you live in Florida, you can park your car outside, right? There's a lot of places, man. You, you Your garage has to be for your car because you're about to get a snowstorm or it's cold. There's a, a bunch of different reasons why. But, yeah, my garage right now is an abject disaster, and it needs a, I mean... It's an undertaking. If it wasn't, it would be done already. It's going to be one of those, you know, five, six-hour jobs. Make a run to the dump kind of job. Yeah, it's a big Oh, you got to go to the dump. Yeah, I got to go to the truck guy now, though. That'll make that easier. You won't have to wrangle one somewhere, borrow a father-in-law's or whatever you do, right? Got a good tailgate back there, yeah. (laughs) So that's my plan. It will include some golf today, and I think golf is kind of front and center here. I I said yesterday – what would it take for Tiger to move the needle, right? Well, now, after seeing what's happened in the last 24 hours, it, it, it almost comes back to, guess what? Tiger still is the needle. He's the needle. He did something yesterday he's never done in his pro career. First and foremost, he looked, he looked healthy. He doesn't look like, at least for this little snippet of time, you know, it can change when you're dealing with kind of injuries and surgeries and constant, you know, rehab and evaluation of where you're at. You know, I don't know how long the window of seeming to be pretty healthy can last. But yesterday he got around that golf course, no problem. He was out driving Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy more than once. Average 300 and I think 11 yards drive. And then the putter got hot late, and he did something yesterday he's never done before. He birdied 
16, 17, and 18. He closed with three straight birdies. He also made a birdie on his first hole. And when all said and done, lo and behold, Tiger's three under par. And those, quote, ridiculous odds we talked about about being top 10 or top 20 don't seem so uh, ridiculous now. Tiger went full guy mode, and the locker room made it to a tee box. <laughs> and so there'll be some, I'm sure there'll be some squealing and squelching from some offended side here. <laughs> but he may have handed his playing partner Justin Thomas a tampon during the competitive return. Woods was playing with Thomas and Rory McElroy. Uh, he outdrove him on the ninth hole. And as they walked side by side, he put a tampon in his hand. You get the joke. If you're a guy listening to the show, you get the joke. It's a joke. Hit it past you. Hit it like a woman. Oh, this just in. The woman's long drive champion going to hit as far as the men's. The woman's golfer. It's, it's, it's not some indictment of anything. And it's the locker room out on the fairway is what happened there. I don't know if that'll become a huge controversy. Hopefully it won't. The story is Tiger and how he played yesterday. Those are two buds, man. And that's what guys do. Okay? Heads up to the world. That's how we roll. You know? That's his buddy. That's who he plays with it, it, at his age and with his health to outdrive him. If it wasn't his buddy, then all right, yeah. cool. What is his homie? Right. I, I don't know when, you know, you hit it like a girl became the like the greatest offense in the history of mankind. I, I just don't, especially among guys talking with what was before the TV cameras caught it, an all-male audience of two. Uh, suddenly it becomes worldwide. So we'll see if we can, uh, how, um, if there'll be any kind of having to fight back from that uh, a little bit. I would suppose there wouldn't be. The, the story is Tiger and how he played yesterday, and more proof of that. You know, quite simply, as we're talking about Tiger Woods being three under par, and he's four shot back of the co-leaders, right? But uh, nonetheless, um, three straight birdies to end, a big smile on his face, and I think more important than anything, um, I said three. He was one over par when he went on that run. He's actually two under total. Five shots behind the co-leaders, which includes Max Homa uh, playing on one of his favorite golf courses. In fact, a Riviera Country Club out there, if if you polled the players, would win as their favorite golf course. It felt like a major yesterday watching that. Because of these designated slash elevated fields, all the top players are there. It's a really good leaderboard, and, and, and yet still Tiger, he is the needle, isn't he? So the Gators got, uh, we'll talk a lot more golf today. Matt Every's going to be in studio with us. It won't be golf talk for two hours, but certainly... It'll be good to catch up with Matt. You know, he has started this podcast, and it's, it's terrific. Take a listen to that wherever you get your podcast straight down the middle-ish. Uh, but talked about kind of the state of golf as things get going. Um, Matt, he's also a Daytona native. And there's a Daytona 500. I'll include that in my weekend watch, E, at least a little bit. I got to get a driver, man. Yeah, we're going to get you a driver today. I got you taken care of yet. I, I, I haven't forgotten that. We're getting you a driver in that 8 to 10 uh, time period, all right? You're good. We'll get you one. We'll throw it to chance. We'll throw it to favorite colors and what kind of cars, and we'll do it that way. We'll see what you land on. You know, you may get a dog with fleas. Who knows? I don't know what to tell you. I will say at Daytona, man, anything can happen. And the list of winners there includes names that you don't hear from a whole lot more in NASCAR history at times. And yet at others, it's just been a murderer's row of Hall of Famers. So that's kind of the beauty of, of the Daytona 500. 
I mean, look no further than the front row. Here's this guy, Alex Bowman, far from the biggest star on the circuit. I think he has seven career wins. Six straight years at Daytona, he's been on the front row. It's a different kind of, it's a different kind of race. Full out. Along with Talladega, really the reason they had to go to restrictor plates, they had to restrict these guys' speeds. You know, E, they used to run at 30 miles an hour faster than they do now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And it got so fast that they literally put a restrictor on the, on the, the not a gearhead. Don't want to mess up the precise piece of equipment, um, which only allows the cars to go so fast, right? You got to find that extra speed from uh, your driving ability. But, ability, it, it's, yeah. but, but, and what also will happen at Daytona this weekend, if you follow the Daytona 500 at all? Absolutely not. Okay. Here's what else will happen this weekend at Daytona 500. And you might I, fight. No fight, but I can guarantee you this. There will be multiple, multiple car wrecks during the race. It'll take out, there'll there'll be 24 of them wrapped up in an accident that will render most of those 24 with no chance to win the rest of that. And here's another thing I'll guarantee. I'll guarantee you that one. There'll be, like I said, there will be 8 to 15 crashes and there'll be the big one is what they call it at Daytona when it happens. And I also guarantee you this, the race gets late at Daytona and they start racing and inevitably every single year, it feels like in those final three laps, you have one of those type wrecks. Then you have to slow it down and then you have to do a green-white checkers finish, which means you just do uh, two laps to see who wins. Um, those two things that you can almost count on like clockwork at Daytona. So anyway, we will uh, we'll get you a driver and we can, uh, <laughs> this kind of sums up my man, Matt Every, right? He texted me yesterday. I said, you know, because he uh, always um, good preparation, just like a pro golfer going to the driving range. He texted me. I said, hey, yeah, you know, is anything in particular we'll be talking about tomorrow I need to prep for, and which is, uh, you know, kudos to that. I said, you know, outside of golf, you know, probably not much. We'll just freestyle a little bit. And stuff comes up. And, and then I said, oh, but Daytona might be a good one. You being a Daytona native, you know, with the 500 this weekend. He goes, Daytona Beach is in my blood. <laughs> you know what I said? And I said, I bet some of your blood is on Daytona Beach. With to which he texted back, you know that's true. <laughs> that's our guy. That's our guy. Not everyone ten million on on PGA Tory. You go, boy. Yeah, back to back winner of a Bay Hill. But just a cool perspective on golf lets it fly, and uh, also knows his stuff as a sports fan. So, y'all out there know I uh, we reach out to Maddie, and we'll do uh, every Fridays. That'll uh, resume here as we get into the spring and summer um, as well. So. Uh, but anyway, so Daytona, I'm going to watch. Then I'll watch some of the NBA All-Star game, just some, because for a reason that perhaps only the NBA and God himself understand, they tip that thing off at 9 o'clock on Sunday night. Okay, 8.47, but after all the, the pomp and circus, why would you put your All-Star game on at 9 o'clock on a work night? What sense does that? Even the Super Bowl starts at 6.30. Why in in on green earth, would you start the All-Star game at 9 o'clock at night? This isn't new. They've been doing this the last few years. I mean, that's just, that's silly. I, listen, this just in. You grow the game with young fans. I know I became a sports, a hardcore, deep, blind sports fan. Young, impressionable. 7 to 12. I got news for you. If I'm eight, I saw every single NBA All-Star game. I don't know. They had a crazy idea. They played it at 2 in the afternoon on a Sunday where everyone could watch. I don't know if I'd be the sports fan that I am 
if they played sports and, and championships then like they do now. I mean, I wonder if we sometimes don't, don't take that kid effect into account maybe as much as, as they should. It's ridiculous to play your all-star game at 9 o'clock on a work night. It's just dumb. Put it on a Sunday afternoon at 5.30. Why not? So it's just uh, strange to me that, that it works out that way. Uh, Gators got the uh, bad news made official yesterday, which we, we knew when it happened. Colin Castleton did break that right hand. Such a loss for Florida. I mean, really, it just, like I said, they got five games left. They can somehow go two and three and perhaps limp into an NIT, get some more reps as a team, Todd Golden, some more coaching and teaching opportunities. We'll, we'll see how they respond to losing, really. Listen, if you're a one-horse team and that one horse ain't there, what do you got? We'll see how they adjust. But the bigger story is, you know, a guy who chose to come back, and it's a good thing he did. What would Florida have been this year without Colin Castleton? Don't get me wrong. I know he got a nice NIL. But what would he be? What would the Gators be without Colin Castleton? They probably would have hit that that prediction I threw at him of winning about three conference games had that happened. So uh, they'll miss him. And I'm thinking about Colin Castleton, E, and I, I think this applies to every level of sport. I don't care if you're playing seven-year-old upward basketball, whether you're a junior high player, middle school, whether you're a high school basketball player, whether you play college, or whether you play NBA among the greats all time. I've determined there, there, there are dudes that don't get their due. There's a stat that we have just underappreciated. Stay with me, okay? When the ball goes up in the air on the shot, there are 10 men or women, there are 10 guys that can go get the ball. I don't think we have enough respect for the guy who goes and gets it more than anybody else. Ball's in the air. 10 dudes have the chance to go get the ball. Now, granted, the guy who gets it most often is one of the tallest guys on the floor. But they're but, all trees, though, 10 trees. Yeah, but nonetheless, to grab that many, you know, to, to such an important moment of the game. The ball's up for grabs. And we should respect, I think, more. Like, we we went overboard on LeBron Cat. Well, maybe not even overboard, but we went on and on about to the point we feel like we could probably rattle off the top 10 scores without even thinking. You know who the top five are. If you think about NBA rebounders, yeah, we know who the great rebounders are, but do you even know who leads all time in rebounding? Do you? Whew. Well, I don't know. I did at one point. I, at one point, I think I did. I don't know if this, his name still stands. I don't know. Is that a challenge? <laughs> you already know. I feel like I'm getting dropped with a pop quiz. Let's go. Bring it. I like it. So it's the well. It's got. We'll go not just the top. What top ten rebounders That's in what NBA history? Do. That's top what 10. I want. I I got a list here, Jeffrey. Yeah. Of I, the top ten rebounders of all time. Okay. And I'm going to put the over under. You know what? Without a miss. Over under means without I, a miss. Yeah, because I, I can get all ten I with think misses. I think you, without a miss, I think you'll get all ten. Whoa. I think so. Man, I don't think so, but I appreciate. There's you. one person on here is like. Eh. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I, I thank you for your confidence. I, I know Bill Russell's on the list. Hold on. Let me get you right. Let me get you right here. That's who I would have thought would have been number one. 
What number is he, by the way? Russell is number two. He is number two. At 21,620. So was he passed by, I guess, Kareem is on the list. Kareem is on the list at number three. Wow, look at Kareem. Was number one scoring and three rebounding. We don't even talk about the man. Right? 17,440 for Kareem. So it's somebody that's played... Gosh, man, this is where I get to. Well, let's do this. You'll slap your forehead. I will? Yeah, look uh, for the number one guy. All right, I, I, a couple other guys I'm fairly confident are on there. Um, Shaq? Oh! We're done? Okay, well, let me get some more. Duncan. Tim Duncan is on there. Tim Duncan is number six. Okay, Rodman? Oh, wow, you are disappointing me, man. Rodman's not even on there. Wow. Um, I'm not disappointed in myself. I'm not. Uh, what about Carl Malone? He grabbed a lot of rebounds. Carl Malone is on the list. Carl Malone is at seven, right behind Tim Duncan. Did I say, did I, did I say Wilt already? I did, didn't I? No. You did not say Wilton. Okay. Wilt is number one on the list. Oh, is he? What's he have? 23,900. For the record, before I went to Rodman or Shaq, I thought I had included Wilt when I said okay. uh, in my head I had. Um. Uh, so what? What do we got? About seven, six, or seven of them? We got you. Got you. Got uh five of them. Got five more. Oh, these old school guys. Most of them. Not really. So, yeah, in between, a little yeah, bit of both. A little man. bit of both. Yeah, I don't know. Just give them to. There are a lot of. I can name you twenty guys. I think could fill those five spots. Is Dwight that Howard is tenth. Is he really? See, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten him. That's, Kevin Garnett is ninth. I would not have gotten Garnett. Robert Parrish is eight. I almost said Parrish before I said give him to me. I thought both him and McHale probably had a bunch. Moses Malone is fifth. That's a good one. That's a good old school dude, man. Uh -huh. Fo, fo, and fo, Moses Malone. <laughs> yep. And then Elvin Hayes. Okay, that's another good one. He's the F4. Yeah. And that's all. No, those are all good ones. Yeah. Wes Unseld's another one got a lot of rebounds. A, a teammate of Elvin Hayes for a long time. But when I looked but at there, the list, but, I was surprised to not see Rodman. Sure. So, surprised to not see Shaq. Yeah, that's another one. But that's my point about the rebounding stat, bro. You talk about the seventh score. What's Kobe sixth in scoring? Well, who's re you know we don't talk we we don't even know Elvin Hayes. All right, go get that ball, man. It's right. up for grabs. We got ten of them. All right, here's what we're gonna do: come back, talk to Captain Kev, and then because I feel like in a 1010 XL prize pack up for grabs, we'll play whether or not. I know that always excites ET. He gets excited about that. Put together a prize pack, include a little dailies in that. We'll get you a, a 1010 XL T-shirt. We'll raid the prize closet when no one's looking today. We'll have Scott with the key, see what we can come up with for you. Uh, so we'll do that next segment as well. Have a football fix coming up this hour. Uh, speaking of football, um, we've got an interesting little angle we're going to uh, come at you with in the 7 o'clock hour. I'll explain more on that a little bit later as well. So thanks for being up and at him with us. It's a GFL Friday. That's Green for Life. Uh, your job site needs to look. You need to keep their job site, you know, looking professional, and that's what they do, GFL, the best in commercial waste roll-off. It is Green for Life. Back with Captain Kevin Moore, including whether or not. Next. All right, let's multitask here as we bring in Captain Kevin Favor. That leaves three lines open for you. Uh, the Daily's 1010 XL prize pack will play whether or not when we are uh, done with Kev. It's appropriate because weather's. Always part of the fishing forecast. Is it again this weekend, Kev? Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, crappy today and tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I'm supposed to play golf out on the coast uh, this afternoon. That is that going to work oh, for me? Oh, it's going to be awesome to play golf. I mean, but you will. Gonna, All right. Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying. When does is, the rain uh, roll in? Um, you know, it's it's only like 37 percent right. chance of rain. Okay. You good. know, I mean, it's not. Um, you know, earlier in the week. Um, I had a, a, a trip for today, and, and it just looked so iffy. 
and then and then the wind's just supposed to howl, and, and these people are local, and they're like, we really don't want to fish in that. And I'm like, that, that's cool. You know, I get it. I get it. I mean, it's it's uh yeah, it's supposed to it's supposed to blow twenty to thirty today. So what's uh? I mean, you play like Palo Vitra or, or Sawgrass? You yeah, Sawgrass. Oh, are you playing East West? One of I don't know the 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 order, but okay. yeah, in some order, oh, that, the three. That, yeah. that that golf course is brutal in the wind. Oh, I know. That's what it is. I, you know what? I, yeah. don't, I don't. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay no, with I'm getting not, humbled. I, and, what? I, I, yeah. I'm okay with that too. Yeah. I play golf, and yeah, I've, I've I've always felt like you know because well, my you know I you, you play golf with me. I've got a short swing, you know, and and and, and I'm able to hit it low. I'm I'm okay with with playing in the wind. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, we we play in the wind around here a lot. Yeah. Um. So, and yeah, sometimes sometimes it's kind of fun, you know, to to play in those conditions. But 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 uh, out there now, especially with it, it it is it is brutal. It's a I mean, it's, it's, it's it changes right. Brutal. There's yeah. there's there's having a little wind while you play, and maybe gusts right. here or there, and there's playing in that. That is different. Yeah. That's a different game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Same mean, as fishing. Know, and, uh, Same as so there's a lot of a lot of little you know. Similarities between fishing and golf. Oh, a ton. Yeah, a ton. Which is yeah, probably why you've done both as a career. That, yep. <laughs> um, and you know, earlier in the week, I mean, when we had that weather on Monday and Tuesday, man, the fish just bit. Um, it was so much fun. Just, just inshore stuff. Um, you know, I had uh, my buddy Captain Ricky Papour uh, go on Wednesday. I guess it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, offshore and just absolutely murdered the. Uh, the tuna and the wahoo. I mean, just, just, just had an, an incredible day. Um, so I, I'll, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beg him and try to get you a piece of wahoo here, nice soon because he, he's been, he's been catching a lot of fish, and and I mean, I, I know his customers take a lot of stuff, but I mean, hell, if you've got, if you've got four fish over fifty pounds, you can <laughs> I share a little bit, right? You, you share a little bit, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you absolutely. on that one. Absolutely. You know, but um, the uh, being like the beneficiary of that thought also kind of in, influences me. <laughs> say, say that again. Being the beneficiary of uh, agreeing with you there that plays <laughs> a part of yeah, it. That, yeah, yeah, that, that that has a lot to do with it. A- absolutely, absolutely. I saw but, a story. Yeah, I, I saw a story this week. I thought of you. Okay. Have you ever? Uh, and I know you're, you know, primarily saltwater fisherman, but I also know that you love to bass fish and freshwater yep, fish, and you've done that a ton. I didn't know this existed. I figured it was. Um, when you saw something saw like the, this, the, I saw the story. Is it the golden bass? The golden yeah, largemouth? Yeah. yeah. A golden bass yeah. was caught in Virginia. A guy was surprised. He reeled in a largemouth. He was trying to catch a largemouth bass, expecting to catch one. Um, he was targeting, but he wasn't expecting to catch a golden largemouth. And I got a picture of it here, and it's just, yeah, it doesn't look yep. like a goldfish. It looks just like a, a bass, but it, where everything would be silver and black, this one's golden brown. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing picture. Um, and as a matter of fact, I had sent that to to the group, so I'm sure they're going to put it on our Facebook page, at, you know, at outdoorshow.com. Um, and and yeah, when I when I saw that, that was I was like, I'll be damned! I I didn't know, I had no idea that they existed. I didn't know that there was such thing as a a, a golden bass. I mean, I knew that they, you know, came in lighter and darker colors, and 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 you know, small mouth, large mouth. But I I I'd never seen that, buddy. And, and obviously it is. I mean, they just said it's rare, but it's it, it's an actual right. There's bat. a bunch of them, right? It wasn't just yeah. some some like you know genetic yeah. you know knockoff or you know um, yeah. It was a strange. I I tell you what, I did catch one time. I caught a. Okay. I don't know if it's how. I don't know why the pigmentation was such, but I caught a bass that was just white. 
a large mouth. Like where all the silver and black was was like a okay. some sort of white yeah, or a muted I, white. I can, I, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, it, it was caught, no, right around some verification. I, w- I wondered at the time if it had something to do with that. It was like at a, at a golf course pond, you know, where the where yeah. the water regenerated. But I don't know. I find it hard to believe to be that different. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. Like the whole color is like the color of his belly. It's white, yeah. yeah. But yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Well, but with the marks, you know, of a you know, it's obvious it's large mouth, but it's it's white yeah. and gray. It's not doesn't have any of the black and the, yeah, and the I mean, darker you know, color. Fish, fish change colors yeah. according to their environment. I mean, there's 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 no question about it. You know, yeah. So, but I I, I did. It's funny. I, I did I did see that. So, so uh, anyway, we're just we're just the, keeping keeping the boats, um, you know, under yeah, the trailer tomorrow, this tomorrow, weekend. Tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow's definitely out. I mean, twenty five to thirty of the northeast. I mean, even the inshore. Um, you know, and then and then race day. Um, you've got basically a mid tide, uh, as a midday tide. So if you wanted to go out in the morning and, and catch fish for the grill and watch the race, then it's, it's probably going to be a good day for that. I mean, it's only, uh, only calling for like five to 10 out of the east on, on Sunday. So it's probably going to be a beautiful day. And can you beat, and, and you can beat the weather. The guys are maybe heading out now or can, today. Can we beat the weather today? Are we okay for the first half of the day or? Um, it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm outside right now and the wind's already blowing. Right. So I, I, I would say, yeah. you know, uh, up till about nine o'clock, you'll probably be okay. Then it's just supposed to, yeah. no fun. to get with it. Yep. And you always yep. think, no you always think won't. it won't be so bad and you get there and you're like, yeah, yeah, this is bad. Yeah. You know, and, and, and again, when we're, when we're running charters and, and, uh, you know, people live here, it, we don't want to go fishing either. You know what it's I'm like saying? same I mean, again. Like, same with golf. If you got a terrible yeah, day, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I live here. I don't have to do this. I have yeah, 360 yeah. beautiful days here, yeah. and, and if I have to sacrifice five or six, then sure. so be it. Yeah. Yep, makes sense. All right, uh, outdoor show tomorrow. Outdoor show tomorrow. Well, I'll be there, Captain Kurt. Well, I'll give it to myself. It's going to be fun. Nice, fun. Listen, I'm, uh, when I'm out and about, it's uh, on 10 10 XL on Saturday mornings. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, buddy. Have a great yeah, weekend. There he goes. It's Captain Kevin Bear. I got a Captain Kev fact for you. You don't know you haven't been with us long enough. Kevin used to be a caddy on the PGA Tour. Oh, were? Yeah, yeah. Before nice. he's before he's a, a charter captain, he was a he was caddy on PGA Tour. I never remember his golfer, and it's a it's a name. I mean, if you're a golf fan now, it's not one of the top, you know, fifty player type names, but it was a name. Kevin, if you're still listening, text me. What was the name of your dude there? All right, you want to play some weather or not? Phone lines do. There is one open line, though, with uh, Captain Kev now off to do those fishing things. It's a simple game, and it's concept. We'll see how we're grooving this morning on it. But Freak your mind. Yeah, I'm going to ask you two cities here in the U.S. Ask which will be uh, hotter or colder today. If you correctly answer, then we'll move on to the world round. Uh, a correct answer there. You take home the 1010XL prize pack. We'll throw together a T-shirt, some dailies grub, uh, some other good stuff for you. And away we go. 641-1010. Up first is our man, Papa G. Good morning, Papa. Good morning, sir. How are we doing? We're doing great. You ready? I'm ready to go, Start bro. you out with an easy one. Which of these two cities? That's kiss of death, isn't it? We'll start you out with an easy one. Which of these two cities will be colder today? Uh, Asheville, North Carolina, or Boston, Massachusetts? Which will be colder today? I'm going to go with uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, 23. Asheville, 26. We moved to the world round. I thought I was going to get you there. I'm not going to lie. All right. You're going to mind free me. You're going to mind free me here. You think so? All right. Which of these two cities will be warmer today? Berlin or Dublin? Which will be warmer today? Berlin, Germany, Dublin, Ireland. Which one's warmer? Uh, With St. Paddy's Day coming up, let's go with Dublin. Dublin is going to hit a high of 55, and uh, Berlin is only going to hit a high of 53. Stay on hold. Papa G, you're a winner. 
uh, the rest of you don't hang up. I can't have that. We, we can't have I that. I can't have that. So I put Papa G on hold there. You can yes, take sir. care of his in- intel. We're abundant in riches here. We have a treasure trove, a chest of goodies for you. Not ending that quickly. You boys on the line are lucky, though. You're lucky we got around two. Thank your man, Papa G, for knocking it out as the first. Second guy gets it, game's over. Third guy gets it, game's over. First guy gets it, eh. I need a mulligan. That means Travis gets one. Good morning, Travis. How are you? I'm doing good. All right, which of these two cities will be warmer today? Portland, Oregon, or Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Which will be warmer today? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, it will be 45 degrees. Portland, Oregon, it will be 49. Sorry, Travis. Deuces. Didn't take good uh, use of that mulligan. He whacked it out of bounds. All right, open phone line, 641-1010. If you'd like to get in and play for the uh, 1010XL Daily's prize pack, we'll put one together for you. First, Dave will take a turn. Hello, Dave. Hey, I'm ready for a mulligan. All right, here we go. Which of these two U.S. cities will be colder today? New Orleans, Louisiana, or Las Vegas, Nevada? Which will be colder today? Las Vegas. Las Vegas, 39. New Orleans, 41. Vegas by two. We go to the world round. All here for the taking. Which of these two cities... Go hot or cold here? Mm, oh, I'm oh I'm just I've thrown it into the mind freak machine and out it spits. Which of these two cities will be warmer today? Copenhagen or Seoul, Korea? Which will be warmer today? Copenhagen or Seoul, Korea? Seoul. Uh, Copenhagen is going to be uh, 48 degrees today. Seoul is going to be 49 degrees today. You are a winner, Dave, and that's it. I can't take another beating. Uh, that's going to do it for whether or not. Not one, but two winners here. They just knocked me around. That's fine. Knock me into the weekend. I'm cool with it. What was that, Dave who won? Dave won. All right, Dave. So, Dave, uh, you're good to go. Whether or not, it, it's just a creep around a bunch in the spring and summertime. So, got my official forecast from the National Weather Service. So, I felt I felt properly armed today. I, I thought I threw a little mind freak in there. I really thought right out of the gates they'd go to Asheville. No one thinks of North Carolina. But, nah, he didn't fall for it. I don't want to tell you. Not a proud moment. I hope my parents aren't up listening. We'll come back with a football fix next. It's a GFL Friday on the drill. Welcome back on a GFL Friday. You know, you think in today's day and age, you could get any answer to any question you're looking for on the internet. When you can't find it, it frustrates you more than it should, doesn't it? We're spoiled that way. I was just looking at the end. We had some uh, Guggen's point out on the text line. It's a fair point that Monday's a holiday for, uh, you know, as far as the game starting late. That's... That still doesn't make sense to me why you would start it late. And again, my argument was was a kid's argument about growing the game and getting eight to twelve year olds, six to twelve year olds watching the NBA All Star game. And and school or no school, those little boys and girls' eyelids are starting to close at nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. Right? Not even just the kids though. If you want us to finish yeah, the game, start it at a reasonable time. But at least as adults, you know, if it's important enough to you, you can. But why make it have to be important enough for you? Yeah, I might get tired. Like, I can't tell you how many times I fell asleep during, like, a winning shot because the game was too late. Put it on at 5.30 in the afternoon. It'll be done at 8, and everyone will be happy. I just don't get it. So even with the holiday, I, I, I'm still – and for the kid argument especially, doesn't matter if it's a holiday the next day. It still makes no sense to start it so late. So, um, at least to me, there's that. 
the the last the highest rated All Star game in a long time was way back in two thousand two. And here's the point of, can't you find anything on the internet? I can't get the start time for that game. I cannot track it down. I was curious if it was an earlier start. I know there that that. You know, as you age, sometimes you don't know the correct cutoff time for when the change happens. But I grew up with the game at like five, six o'clock. I mean, when I was a kid, it was early in the afternoon. But I remember like through Jordan's era, the game being at five thirty, six o'clock and even past to that, I think. It's the same thing with the finals. You know, I used to play the finals on the weekend at six thirty on Sunday, not eight thirty, nine o'clock. I mean, the NBA's doing it to itself, if you ask me. I mean, good grief. Y'all should at least try a little bit. Come on now. Um, college basketball's March Madness is going to be as much madness as it is March. Good luck. I'm not, I'm not saying this that some Cinderella out of nowhere can win it all. It's not my point. What I'm trying to say is there is no team that you can confidently select this year. Now, in years past, it doesn't mean you were wrong, but you were sure Gonzaga was the best team, or Duke, or Kentucky, or whoever it is. Going into the tournament, you weren't sure how your bracket was going to look, but you knew what your final would be or who your winner would be. Good luck with that strategy this year. Good luck. Alabama, far from a basketball superpower, is number one at the moment. Purdue, far from a basketball superpower, has been number one for much of this year. Houston, far from a basketball superpower, has been number one. Eight times the number one team in college basketball has has lost. It ties the all-time record for such things. So, I, I mean, college basketball is a coin flip heading into March Madness. I mean, those bracket, the brackets are going to get destroyed this year. Just going to get destroyed. And so the, the ultimate winner is probably just sitting out there middling, minding its own business. Someone like Arizona, who's 22 and four, right? Or, you know, some team that's, I mean, do you think Alabama's winning at all? Or Houston, or Purdue, or North Carolina. Those have been your number one teams this year, and that's my point. In the past, if you had three or four different number one teams, one of them is probably winning it. Maybe it's Kansas. You know, maybe there's somebody out there uh, lying in wait. But, man, good luck picking it. Last night was another example of it. We had, a, we had another Vegas always knows. Purdue, the number three team in the country, playing at Maryland, who was like 16 and 12 as an underdog. Maryland by 11. Vegas always knows. Um, but last night out West, okay, Gonzaga, if you haven't followed them, they've had kind of an up and down year compared to what they've done in the past few years. And so earlier this year, they lost at home to Loyola Marymount. Loyola Marymount had snapped. It was just an unbelievably long home win streak for Gonzaga when they did it at the time, right? And Gonzaga played a monster schedule earlier in the year. You remember him playing all those big brand names, you know, in the preseason almost. I mean, the regular season, but before we got into conference schedules. So they lost at home to Loyola Marymount uh, this year. They decided to visit Loyola Marymount last night. And I did, when I say decided, it was on the schedule. But after losing at home to Loyola Marymount, um, they went on the road last night and they returned the favor uh, and how. They had 68 points in the first half. And Gonzaga beat Loyola 108-65. So what I, I bring this up, why? 
if that Gonzaga plays, they could win the tournament for sure. They're 13th in the country. Uh, Arizona, uh, actually, I shorted my game. They're 23-4. and four. They had a win last night over Utah at home. They won by 26. I just, I, I don't know who's going to win the tournament. And maybe you never totally know who's going to win the tournament, but, man, I got, I got no idea. This will definitely be a year where you have top, you know, your final four teams out by the first weekend. Eights and nines are going to beat ones this year. I guess that's what it looks like it's shaping up to be um, to me. All right. um, Locally, I really want to see JU and UNF make their conference tournament. Because you get in that conference tournament, it gives you a chance to make it to March Madness. JU, it's been forever. UNF reached the play-in round. That's a tournament appearance, but they lost into that the the play into the to the full bracket when they got there a few years back. And if uh, JU and UNF are going to make it, they got to win ball games here down the stretch. And on the road last night in the state of Tennessee, they did a little Tennessee two-step. So a JU a winner at Austin P. Um, but UNF a big double overtime win at Lipscomb. They win 114-111 to 111 in the A-Sun. There are 14 teams, but only the top 10 qualify for the conference tournament. So that's why I say I really want to see them make the conference tournament. You have to do that to keep any hopes of March Madness alive. And, and UNF, who was really struggling, going really into the, the back-to-back with JU that they swept. But they've got it all the way up now to 7-8. and eight. Uh, they do fall within the top 10. In fact, they are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. They're 7th now, tied for 7th. And then uh, JU is in a group that's tied for ninth. 10 teams go total. There's 11 that are at least tied for ninth. So they're going to come down the stretch there. Uh, but especially for UNF, what a nice win. Double a T on the road last night. And that's two in a row and like six or seven, I think, for uh, for the Ospreys. You know, I'm going to save the football fix in... in and wrap it up with a couple other stories when we come back on the other side. But I did want to get into something I heard on 1010XL yesterday after we left. And E.T. heard it as it happened. That surprised me. Uh, the boys, Jaguars Today, who follow us every day here on 1010XL, had Tony Pauline on. He's kind of their go-to draft guy. And Pauline has been around for a long time. He, when it comes to these mock drafts and draft guys, I believe Tony Pauline came from the football side at one point. You know, there are certain guys that have worked in the football side, and there are others who are just reported on the football side. So there's different mock drafters from that standpoint. Mel Kuyper hadn't worked, he hadn't worked in any, on any staffs or for any personnel departments or any scouting. He just kind of picked it up and done it on his own versus, you know, those that, that have played or GM'd even in some cases. So they've got Pauline on yesterday. Uh, Anthony Richardson certainly is a, is a polarizing figure. And I get that you can doubt whether or not he's going to be a first round or even a top tenner. But I got to be honest, man. And, and Pauline is a guy that we've had on. I've heard on with Dempsey and the boys a, a, a ton through the years. And I overall respect his opinion. I, I think the vehemence, the vehemence with which he says this is somewhat asinine. Here he is on Anthony Richardson as a pro prospect. If I was making the call, I would not draft Anthony Richardson in the first three rounds. Okay, stop for a second. So- Just stop. Seriously, boss? Seriously. If you were a GM and you needed a quarterback, you'd hold on to round four to take a shot on Anthony Richardson, would you? Oh, 
Well, maybe there's a reason you're on the radio with us and you're not a GM. You're a quarterback needy team. Listen, if you want to push back on he's too high in top 10 or first round, that's all fine. You're telling me that you're a quarterback needy team and you have three or four picks in the first three rounds and you're going to breeze right by Anthony Richardson to take what? A tight end from, from North Dakota? You're not going to take him in the first 100 picks. Oh, start, to, start it over again. Okay, I mean, that's your prerogative. This is not me saying, oh, he's a top 10 pick. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you got to at least be aware of a ceiling at a really important position. And let's not write off Anthony Richardson, by the way, just real quick, as being awful last year. That is an inaccurate representation. Had a lot of big moments, made a lot of big plays. He's made 13 starts. Is he green? Sure. I will, I will make this prediction. Four or five years from now, anyone that didn't think Anthony Richards should have been gone in the first three rounds is not going to look very smart. But I don't mean to come down specifically on Tony Pauline. I was just amazed to hear this. Here it is, the quote in its entirety. If I was making the call, I would not draft Anthony Richardson in the first three rounds because he is so unpolished. He's going to need so much work. You know, there are times when he's at the top of his game and he just wows you. He just blows you away with some magnificent plays and some athleticism. But those are far and few between because he stares down the primary target. He's all over the place with throws. I think the Florida State game, he completed 30% of his passes. You can't do that. He just needs so much work. Do I think he's going to go top 10? I I think there's no way he goes top 10. Uh, Just like I thought there was no way Malik Willis and and Kenny Pickett were going to go top 10 last year. Nor did anyone else, but that's not here nor there. Um, You didn't watch the FSU game. That's for sure. Because, yeah, he didn't have, he, his percentage was low. A lot of drops in that game. You know, it, it was, uh, it, it, and I don't remember that, but they were like 11 for 29 or something, right? He did not, but, but he had a lot of yards and he hit some big plays. And, and yeah, he's green. You don't drop him outside the 100. If you're on the quarterback needy team and you pass in round one, you don't think Anthony Richardson is worth the nine pick. I get it. That's fine. He somehow slides through round one. You're not coming back with the 40th pick and taking him? Of course you are. You're not waiting till round four. And with all due respect to Malik Willis or or or, or Kenny Pickett, uh, Anthony Richardson built a little different from those guys. From you know, from being an All American and a top recruit, starting at the University of Florida. These aren't little pit trivial little things, by the way. I don't know what Anthony Richardson is going to be as a pro. I knew, do know he's going to be a first-rounder because it would be silly to not spin that wheel. I think Anthony Richardson will be, will, will, will be fine. I do. I, yes, he's going to need some seasoning, for sure. Guess who else did? Patrick Mahomes, who said as much leading up to the Super Bowl. If I didn't have Alex Smith that year, I, I, don't, I, didn't, know how to, I didn't know how to identify the Mike Linebacker. So put him in a situation where he can sit behind a Sam Darnold or whoever it is for a year and stay true to your guns and don't rush it and let him season and, you know, because, oh, he should have gone back to school for a year. All right, so if Anthony Richardson goes back to school for a year, work with me, E.T., and he goes 36 touchdowns, 10 picks, you know, throws for 3,000 yards, 4,000 yards, whatever the new standard is, is he a first-round pick next year? Yep. Okay, so instead, take that year and train him yourself. True. And get a first-rounder for, according to Pauline, at the 112th pick. Just a strange take to me. 
plot thickens on Justin Fields. I mean, if he's a dude who doesn't want the Bears to trade him, he had a curious comment yesterday that involved the Bears' relocation plans. That and more in a football fix. We also have something pretty cool coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, um, and I'm just kind of a, a nuance, I think, to a professional sports team right here in our in our town. I'll tell you what 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 I mean, and then we'll visit with that guy a little bit later this morning. So, details on that on a GFL Friday next. All right, we're going to rock you right through a Friday morning. Thanks for being with us. This is The Drill. It's GFL Friday. That's green for life. Look for those bright new cans and trucks out there and about. All right, so uh, upon further review and a little help from our text line producers, what do you know? You know what? When you know, you know, E.T. If I tell you something, there's something there. Highest rated all-star game in the last 20 years, the 2002 game by far was 8.4 was the TV rating. I looked at the rosters. That Jordan was with the Wizards. Yeah. Iverson. It's probably his last one. Yeah. That probably helps. That's probably why, yep. Well, we've had other big name players, you know, in the last 20 years. This was their last one. Granted, not Jordan. But this, the game started at 5. Didn't start at 8.30. Like a bunch of morons were running the league office and the marketing for the league. It's dumb to start it late. You have no argument, by the way, if you like it late. Unless you're like the 1% of the country that's working at 4 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. You have no argument. You watch it either way. The bigger argument is for all those that don't because it starts so late. And this thought out there, and I know some of you had it, that no one likes the NBA. Y'all are wrong on that. Yes, they do. I put it on the text line. It's just as many come back and say, yeah, I like NBA. I like the talk. Not all of you do. I get it. But some of you are just football and football only, and you listen for what else you know, we talk about and the fun we have this morning and the lighthearted approach that we take. I get it. And football's our favorite, too. I get a little frustrated sometimes with the mentality of a listening audience that, you know, puts clenches their hands and stomps off, I don't like this, that, or the other. No one does. Well, that's not true. Plenty do. E.T., you like the NBA? I love it. Yeah. I like the NBA. Dan likes the NBA. There's three. I got a text yesterday from somebody who runs something really big in town at unsolicited. Yeah, NBA is my second favorite behind NFL. Of course, people like the NBA. People might like it more if they could watch the All-Star game. That was kind of the point. Just saying, right? Um, Tiger, one of the top stories. Yeah, yeah I, I, I asked yesterday, does Tiger still move the needle? Silly me. No, Tiger still is the needle. Maybe not as who you think's going to win. I don't think there's now everyone's waking up today. Oh, Tiger's going to win. Go Tiger. That's not my point. Tiger's the needle. Watch the golf tournament yesterday. There are great players at every turn. Every time you turn around, there's John Rahm. Turn around the other way. There's Scotty Scheffler. There's Roy McIlroy. There's Jordan Speak. There's there's Justin Thomas. There's Max Homa, the big name after top player after big name. Where are all the people? Remember the shot we had last week when LeBron hit the the go-ahead and everybody had their phone? Yep. That's all day, every day with the massive people following Tiger Woods. I was looking at that yesterday whenever he was doing the birdies. Everybody who was sitting on their greens, everyone had their phones out. Right. I never understood that. I don't take – It's the. I mean, I'll go and watch it on YouTube. What are we doing? I guess you do habit. that a lot at games and stuff. Um, I never, kinda, I never yeah. do that. It depends on the moment. 
I did it pregame at the when I went to the World Series with the Braves. I took some shots, you know, pregame, but that's right. like, but but like actually, I would rather if I as a sports fan, if I'm at that either one of those two events, I'd rather be sitting there watching. It's not watching it through my phone, and it's all you know. So it depends on the moment where you're located, and also like I like to relive that moment. So if you're, I get what you're saying. You want to watch it and see it. But if I can relive it later on, like the next morning, I can watch it right from my phone from my point of view. So that's kind of why I like that's I fair because right? then you get the people around you who maybe you become buds with, and the right. you know there's a lot of other stuff. So I, I get that that part. But man, it would it would distract me more than I would sure. like to benefit because, like I said, you can always just any YouTube Tiger every shot yesterday if you uh-huh. want, right? So. Even that, see, people do it at concerts and stuff. Too, that's what I don't get. Like you, you're not enjoying the concert if you're on, if you're recording the whole thing. Now, see, this is funny. To me, I would that makes more sense to me than the sports. Yeah, yeah. To me, it does. Are you as big a music fan as sports fan? Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. See, that's probably what it is. I'm a bigger sports fan than I am a music fan. You're a bigger music fan than you are a sports fan, or as big. Uh huh. Right. And so it's funny. So we each think that we should be watching this. Our, our, our fan. You should be watching. What are y'all doing? You're missing the experience. Yep, yep. So it's kind of a little bit of that too. Um. But, yeah, Tiger at two under is the needle. He is. And if you watched yesterday, then we'll see if he can keep it together. I think the most encouraging thing for Tiger, because I'm thinking big picture. I'm not talking about the Genesis or whether he plays the players. I'm talking about the Masters. I'm talking about the Majors. If Tiger Woods can walk and get around like he did yesterday, I got news for everyone. He's winning another major. He is. That's what goats do, man. That's what they do. Now, if his... If he suffers some setback or he just gets where he can't walk, I don't know. Maybe he's in a good phase right now. He, you know, he had an interesting comment yesterday and that, that he seemed to think was a positive because, you know, I tell you what's odd, it, my, my ankle's getting smaller. It's getting smaller. So you're not having to wear as much. It's not as bulky. It's not as cumbersome. He didn't look as uh, as much in, in pain as we've seen him in the past. He, he made it around, you know, by the back nine or down the stretch. And see, that has been the worry about Tiger's game, if you're a fan, is that does he peter out, you know? Does he run out of steam a little bit? One, from the conditioning, because he's not out running and jogging and walking and things that you would do if your foot wasn't busted. But three straight birdies to end yesterday. It's a course he's never won on. It's the only course he's played in his career more than, I think it's five times and didn't win. Isn't that amazing? And he's played there a bunch. It's where he played as an amateur. He made his first PGA Tour start as an amateur at this this golf tournament. And I think he's played it 22 times. And out of all those times, you know what he's never done? Nino was number one in the world by a country mile. He's never birdied 16, 17, 18 to finish. And man, with just a flair for the moment, there he was. Out drove uh, Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy more than once. You may have noticed that with a little prop that came into play on one of the fairways yesterday. We'll just leave it at that. Now, is he the only one ever to do 16, 17, and 18? No, okay. not in history. No, I, I don't know in front of me, but I'm sure there's a longer okay. list of people. But just for him, having played, right. you know, if he's played there 22 times, makes the cut a lot of times, you're talking about close to 100 rounds of golf on that golf course to never finish birdie, birdie, birdie. He needed it. He was one over par and kind of just scuffling. He had birdied the first hole and not really had another one and then got hot 16, 7, 18, finishes it two, just five back of the leaders and, you know, a part of – of the storyline, Max Holman, Keith Mitchell are tied for the lead. And I'll tell you what, now that I've started to appreciate golf more, okay. when I was watching those birdies, that's not easy. 
No. It is not easy. I'm like, there's no way I would make that put. There's no way I would make that put. No, no, no. And I got news for you, my brother. The other parts are harder than that. <laughs> Getting it there is harder than rolling it in. Right? Really? As hard and difficult as measuring the speed and the pace and the line and all those things that are important to make the putt. It's a lot harder to do what he did to get in that position. See, my ignorance, I'm thinking I, I, could, I could maybe drive it over there. Yeah, no, it's, it's the other green, way I can't get it there. I promise you this. If I put you on the green 15 feet away, you will come a lot closer to what a pro – now, you got to practice five minutes. Right. But if I put you on a green 15 feet away from the hole, you're going to be a lot closer to what a pro can do from that distance than if I put you 200 yards for a hole and said <laughs> hit it to the flag. Like a million times more, quote, pro-like. But uh, nonetheless, it's interesting that that's how it caught your eye. Those were, those are big, swinging, hard putts, difficult putts. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah, it's like he wasn't even aiming for it. But important, yeah, <laughs> you got to swing them, man. Those they put those holes on hills, my man. It's not all just flat, straight, and easy. All right, now look. If I gave you this resume, this in a this football player. Uh, is 6'6", 310 pounds. He's played for five NFL teams, uh, including a Super Bowl appearance with Seattle in 2014. He spent the past two years in the Canadian Football League, most recently with the Edmonton Elks in 2021. So 6'6", 310. I should know this. Five NFL teams, including a Super Bowl appearance. And I ask you, what team does he play for here in Jacksonville? What would your answer be? What team does Yeah, he... who does he play for? Yeah, if, in J- I tell you he plays football in Jacksonville. Who are you going to tell oh, me he plays for? Yeah. His name is Justin Renfro. He plays for the Jacksonville Sharks. Now, that's just an indication of what we're talking about here. When we talk about the Sharks and their indoor football or the Icemen and the level of hockey they play, the Icemen had just one of their former players get traded in a big trade in the NHL. This is a dude going to play offensive, defensive line here in Jacksonville who obviously loves football. Right? Played on five NFL teams. Been on a Super Bowl team. Played with Cliff. Yeah. 2014. You're right. His name is Justin Renfro. He's going to be in studios. We continue to prep. Uh, played at Virginia for three years. Went to Miami as a grad transfer. So you might remember him from the U. Um, he was born and raised in Pennsylvania. What led him to the Sharks? We'll find out. But... Here's the interesting part. I can already tell you what his nickname is. I don't know if it was his nickname when he was Cliff in Seattle, but his nickname, I guarantee you, is Chef. You know why? Renfro is also a chef. Shares a recipe or meal with friends. He's got his own cooking show on uh, called What's Cooking JR on a YouTube channel. That's what you find. Those are like the little personal stories that you find on these rosters, man. Yeah. A guy who you know loves to play football. Yeah, that's easy. When you see where he's been to play here for Jacksonville, it's a different game, man. Coach Gibson can talk to that, and he has talked to us about that. New uh, new coach for uh, the Sharks, Jason Gibson, who I also really like, by the way. When that dude's in here. He you, yeah. You, you can see guys want to play for him. You can see the passion. Yeah, there's passion. There's also enough no nonsense, right? I'm not, but but I think uh, I think our Sharks have a big year. But we'll visit if he if it's not his nickname, it is now. We'll visit with Chef. Chef Renfro. I got two chefs at home. Did you know that? No. Yeah, I put Chef Boy RD in my <laughs> in my Magic Chef microwave. <laughs> yeah, they whip it up for me. Chef Boy RD. I imported him from Publix. 
flew over. Only the finest. Yeah, only the finest in a magic chef microwave. Double chef. You tell me, who else you know has got two chefs at home? Huh? All right, I don't understand this Justin Field cat, man. Maybe if GMs are saying they think the Bears are going to trade him, maybe it's, you know, not entirely football related. The story right now, uh, fire up the bandy. We got a football fix. Football fix. Brought to you this morning by Pet Paradise. You're never in a fix, never in a jam. With For any of the pet services needs that you might have, the best in town is Pet Paradise. Don't fall for any of the other invitations trying to do what Pet Paradise has already perfected and has for a while with nine locations around town and many more scattered across the region and you know, from Texas to South Florida and up the coast the other way. Uh, Pet Paradise continues to grow because they're doing it better than everyone else. Find out at PetParadise.com, including still some time left this month to experience wacky play day for your favorite pooch. So anyway, here's Justin Fields. Let me give you two backstories here real quick. One backstory is the story that came out of the Senior Bowl alleging that multiple GMs feel like the Bears are going to trade Justin Fields and use that number one pick on one of these quarterback prospects. The other backstory here is that Chicago right now, the Bears are in kind of a fight with the city on moving out to the suburbs, right? We told you they purchased that land at one of the racetracks, maybe. So Fields says yesterday, appearing on Pardon My Take, that the weather in Chicago makes his job much more difficult and he'd rather play indoors. What? Um, You're going to send him to Indy or Houston? They both play indoors. Yes, it's very difficult to adjust to, especially with the wind. That's what I found out. It's the wind. It can be cold. It can be 10 degrees, but with no wind, you're fine. With that 15-mile-per-hour wind, that 20-mile-per-hour wind, you can't fight it. It's tough. When it's that cold, you have to bundle up. I feel way slower in that cold. It's hard to stay warm in that weather. Man, there's soft, and there's this interview with Justin Fields, dude. Hey, Justin, Soldier Field just called, boss. The ghost of quarterbacks passed who all played their whole career there without whining and sniveling like a spoiled little baby. Are you kidding me? It's too cold. Bring me a blankie. Yeah, that's the fierce leader I want, E.T. I want that guy's telling me it's too cold and too windy. Aaron Rodgers just called, fool. Wondering if you've ever seen a game in Lambeau from December on. Brett Favre's wondering how you're doing. You just made Jay Cutler look tough. What is that? Uh, meanwhile, I hope we get a dome. I don't care if we're at Soldier Field. I don't care if we're at Arlington Heights. I hope we get a dome. Well, I mean, by all means, Justin, let's make sure you're all blanketed up warm, buddy. What a soft comment for me. Imagine if Trevor Lawrence came out right now. Think about this. What if Trevor Lawrence came out right now while the city is talking about and this team is talking about redoing the stadium? And Trevor said, I just hope they get a lot of shade, maybe some AC, because it's just so hot here. I can't play here. It's so hot. I sweat. The ball gets slippery. We get heat stroke. We have to drink too much when we get bloated. So whatever they do, I just, I, I got to play in cooler weather. I can't play in this hot sun. That's what Justin Fields just said. That's what he just said. Think about it like that. Yeah, I just changed my mind. I don't care who I get. Trade him. That's fine. Trade him. You got issues. They go way beyond. For the record. 
They go way beyond the cold weather. Oof. Uh, well, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, kind of wanted to be in on the process. Remember we heard Lamar would be in on the process of right. the Ravens hiring a new offense coordinator. Uh, we told you that's Todd Munkin, who they got from the University of Georgia. And as it turns out, well, they didn't ask for his advice at all. The two are officially not tied to each other beyond next month where he could enter free agency. They are in communication. You know, there had been, and they did use some input in fairness. I shouldn't say ignored. He was somewhat involved, but, quote, didn't fully integrate the quarterback into their decision-making. An indictment comes, the Saints' Alvin Kamara, Kamara's way. I mean, some of the reports you read on that, this may not end well for him and a group of people that he were with who beat a man in, in Las Vegas. And I'm sure they didn't just walk up to some dude random. I'm sure something led up to it. You get to a certain point, man. You got to be smart, bro. If you're 20, if you're over 25, I would encourage. If I gave you one bit of advice, over 25, you could incorporate the rest of your life. Don't get in a fist fight. Ain't nothing good coming out of it, man. It's not even. Also, to add to that, just the, the circle that's around you, the circle of people, man. One of them was another, another player was there too. Somebody uh. for the Bengals. But yeah, I mean, they did serious damage. We're not talking about a little dust up. So, you know, anyway, I guess we'll see how that plays out. Um, Eric Bieniemy is interviewing with the commanders for their offensive coordinator position. Now, if you leave Kansas City as the OC to go somewhere else, by the way, Andy Reid uh, on record, you know, after the Super Bowl saying that if Eric Bieniemy goes somewhere, uh, he hopes that he's going to kind of run his own show. In other words, be a head coach somewhere. So this will be a lateral move. Uh, Ron Rivera's getting up there. I wonder if there's some sort of coach-in-waiting, you know, agreement for Eric Bieniemy if he takes another offensive coordinator job somewhere. I'd rather wait in Kansas City. Yeah, you certainly. I, here's the deal, though. He's done enough in Kansas City. If that, that mattered, he'd have a job. Absolutely. So, I don't know what's going on, what the disconnect is, what the, you know, the many things that you go through um, when you're being interviewed as a head coach. But something is not going right for Eric Bieniemy. that's for sure. That's football fix. Uh, you're welcome. All right, we got our old redraft. These come out of two or three of them, but the 2022 redraft, if you had it to do all over again, I wonder who they say the Jaguars would have, should have, could have, took and taken, take, took. We'll find out. We come back on the other side, and we got the 10-minute drill. And then we are talking uh, sh- uh, Sharks football with Coach Gibson and the chef. That's coming up at 7.45 uh, this morning. Get you ready for Sharks football. Uh, Maddie Every joins us at 8. We got a... Uh, Fun day ahead for for you. Thanks so much for being up and at him with us. It's a GFL Friday on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I've always thought that the Sharks was a cool nickname, that the, the Jaguars, when they chose the Jaguars, should have chosen Sharks. I've always thought that. It's pretty, it, I mean, it's... PA guy, the guy in charge of marketing for any team named the Sharks has the easiest job in sports uh, and entertainment. I got a couple of the Sharks in with us. Um, got our, our head coach, Coach Gibson. Jason, good to see you, my man. Morning, morning, morning. Uh, and and we got Justin Renfro. Again, is, I mean, the nickname, the chef, is that out there? Is that a thing? Is that what your boys call you, chef? That's too bad, E.T. See, I had come up with a nickname. I told you it was probably already, <laughs> it had already been glossed, so... Um, 
so uh, Justin Renfro is just one of the interesting stories you get, man. Obviously, you love football. I mean, you yeah. play for five different NFL teams. You've been on a Super Bowl team. Um, you played in the CFL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's the Arena League. And, yeah, sure, sign me up. So how, how'd you end up uh, getting here to, to Jacksonville? And and I guess just the love you got to have for the game to just to play yeah. at multiple levels and dozens of cities. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, for me, it's all about the experiences. And then um, coming to Jacksonville, my son, who's here okay. on his birthday, actually. Oh, well, happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. No, no, on his birthday. Oh, so happy. Birthday. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, on his birthday. Okay. So Skip uh, Marvin Ross. I guess you guys know him as Marvin Ross. Okay. Skip to me. He came to his birthday party at Top Golf, And he was like, oh, you should come just play. Because I was telling him, like, trying to figure out ways to be down here more. He was like, why don't you just play? I haven't. I wasn't working out at the time or anything, and I, you know, and I talked to him in the car as we as we left Top Golf. He was like, "Yeah, you should play." So I texted Skip. I was like, "Yeah, like, let's see if we can play." And then I, for me, it was like, I was saying, "Let me see how I feel once I go to Canada and start training again." Yeah, that's how I was really. Yeah, and then I started training. The month went well, so I was like, "I'll play." So, coach, it's not it's coach not easy to get talented, experienced big men in your league. No, that's the hardest position yeah, to get. Right? Everybody, would, we were laughing yesterday. We were at the workout facility. Everybody plays wide receiver. Right. They're everywhere. Corners. And those guys can use that to, for tape to try and get to the next yeah, level. It's hard yeah. for a big guy to do that, right? you got to have a guy who loves balls. <laughs> yeah. Wants yeah, to play with a lot of wear and tear in their body. You know, you know, big boys like that running around. So, I, I, Do you know, if I ask you how many different cities you, you've lived in and played football, can you even Ooh. tell me? Can you Ooh, go through like them? Like 12, 12, 12, 13. Yeah. You had, did you have one that sticks out any, any more than um, other? I mean, Seattle and Calgary, obviously, those are cities I played in yeah. championships in. Um, and, you know, uh, they've launched both of my careers, I would say. Like, uh, the cooking show stems from Seattle. Okay. Uh, cooking 100 steaks for the Schneider family's uh, Special Olympics, uh, special needs benefit. And I cooked in the top steakhouse my rookie year, and it was something I enjoyed. And I was like, I definitely want to get back to this. And COVID brought that chance. And then... Going to Calgary uh, kind of gave me the chance to truly be an O lineman, and I had done a lot of time switching back and forth. So, you know, it's it interesting just... story how you 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 got. To, and by the way, um, what's what's cooking Jr. Is that still yep. the name of the YouTube channel? Yes, sir. So you can check out Justin Renfro there on his YouTube channel, um, Chef, as we like to call him. <laughs> and and I like the story how you first learned to cook. There's kind of some necessity involved there. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, my mom, uh, producer for Good Morning America, so that that happens overnight. So the stories have to be ready for seven a.m. Sure, so that know, meant mom know all about that. Yeah, mom wasn't home at breakfast time, so I learned how to cook breakfast at first. And you then, know, most of us just reach for the cereal. You understand yeah, yeah, yeah. that, right? Pop tarts, yeah. pop tarts, pop tarts. Yeah. Well, I was big, and I like to eat. <laughs> okay. So we we had a lot more than just cereal. I mean, some days I had cereal, but I was like a bacon and eggs guy. Then learned how to make a BLT, which is like his favorite. Food. Nice. That's so, my man in there. We'll eat a BLT too. Yeah. BLET is what we like to call it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just learning from that and yeah. kind of just being around. When did it kitchen. become like, hey, I'm pretty good at this? Uh, I think. It wasn't until co- so once I got to college, I didn't even realize everybody like else nobody didn't. else cooked. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even realize. <laughs> you know, I just every person in my family cooks, and then I got to college, and guys were like, like guys didn't even know how to make ramen on a. I was like, are you serious? And so now, it quick quickly developed into you know me cooking for everybody on days off. You can see pictures back when like I was at Virginia. 
we got a hundred people at my house and I'm on the grill. I even had a broken wrist one time and I'm yeah. on the grill with the cast. I was going to say, if it ever, if it ever comes up with the teammates, so, Hey, let's, you know, get together and do a barbecue. Or cook no, out. it's funny. I know we, where they're we looking. Are, we already have a date set for an end of camp barbecue on the beach. I believe and we, we were talking, I'm like, I already know who's cooking. Yeah. <laughs> now, would you enjoy it? Would you rather do that? Or would you like to handle it, man? I wouldn't mind just hanging out here and catching some surf. I mean, both's fun for me. Cause okay. For me, I know how to get it on the grill and then I can still You know, it's going to be good. Yeah, I can still hang That's out. That's true. And Thing we love to back. grill. Dudes love to grill, right? That's it's true. never looked at as like a. It's like, a, it's like you're almost like home, the captain. It's like home, home you're depot. like the party captain yeah. a little bit, yeah. right? You're grilling. You're talking. You can move around. You can do some stuff. Everybody want to talk to you. Now <laughs> you're a big dude. Yeah, we're teetering on inflation. I don't want to ask you what your grocery bill is. You might you got to get a third or fourth job just to no, well, keep full. I mean, luckily, where do we go to like these warehouse Edmonton. places? And no, well, in Edmonton, I actually you know been there for a while, so all my meals are. Are sponsored by Healthy. Although uh, there you go, plates. that makes a, that's a great point. Yeah, so what happens when you got your own cooking show? Yeah, right. yeah. So right. I have a lot of food sponsors. That's my my issue is keeping the food and having the space. You know, I get products sent to the house. Every grocery store wants you to come get this. That's Restaurants a shame. Trickle down. That, now so, you do, yeah. the roster's going to get some freebies. Is what yeah, that sounds yeah. like. Players be fighting on who I want to live with. Justin. No, yeah. I want to live with Justin. Yeah. So. Now where where are we? Where are we in terms of when's camp? When's the season? Uh, where, camp starts in, uh, March nineteenth. March well for the big for the bigs twenty fourth of March. Yeah. And in the meantime, bigs cook and work out and yeah, get so ready I, to put the pads back on, huh? Yeah. I'm in Edmonton training at Eats. Uh, gym with uh, all the guys I've trained with for okay. like the past five years. So I'll be, yeah, I'll be ready to. And when your your guys see it, they always say, "Hey, what's cooking?" Yeah, that's how yeah, it goes. Yeah, what's cooking? Our, everybody's always asking <laughs> what's here. cooking or where we're going. Yeah. Well, listen, this again. I, I said these storylines here are they're, they're interesting, right? You you can engage with these storylines. So they were with the sharks. We see them with the jumbo shrimp. We see them with the with the Iceman. And we're lucky here in town. I know we got Jack Fever. We got three other teams every year when the season starts. They're contending for championships, and uh, what what a great story this is. We'll keep yeah. following. We appreciate you taking some time. Yeah, thanks. I for mean, if you're really savvy, maybe brought in a big tray of breakfast. But I don't uh, want to complain. I, I don't want to say anything. Am I stepping out of line? Not, not, not at all. No. <laughs> not today. Well, maybe next time. Next How about time that? It was, it was a pleasure you meeting you, yeah. uh, Justin. We look forward to the season starting. Uh, Coach, good to see you Always again. Been. And. Um, Let's let's catch up again in a couple of weeks. Give me a quarterback in here. Let's see where we're looking on offense. You like it? All right. Um, uh, there are your sharks. Their season starts soon. Go to jacksharks.com. It is the best entertainment deal you're going to get uh, when it comes to bang for the buck. We'll come back on the other side with a 10-minute drill. We've got some sports headlines to get into. Our buddy Matt Every joins us starting at 8. Um, Tiger's certainly the story of the golf world yesterday. We'll get the former PGA Tours impression on that as well. So uh, up and rolling. Uh, appreciate it again. The Sharks, it's GFL Friday on the drill. Hit it. All right, do you want to rock right now? We are. It's called the 10-Minute Drill at the end of the drill. Another prize pack. Just give it away. Every day's Christmas around here. Every day like. is criminal around yeah, here. So in fact, we get so overburdened with all the gifts we give, we, we don't wrap them. So if you're we expecting don't. a wrapped gift when you get here, sorry. Forget about it. What are we, what are we handing out today? Are we sending them uh, down to Daytona? Boogity boogity. Mm. We got a pair of tickets to the Beef is What's for Dinner 300 Xfinity Series race at Daytona International Speedway Friday, Saturday, okay. February 18th at 1.30. All right, then the big race uh, is coming up on Sunday. And as promised, we are going to... Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get a driver. I'm gonna figure out how to get him a a driver. Um, 
And, you know, speaking to the uh, Anthony Richardson polarization, I mean, you can text in and say Homer and, you know, just declare that you know more than anyone else that's ever known. Understand, I'm dealing with a text line that when they say things like, are we serious here? Tell him to say Anthony Richardson's best passing game. What is his high yardage? By the way, it's about 400 yards, if you need to know that. Patrick Mahomes was a premier throwing quarterback. How to, who said he's Patrick Mahomes? And you're the same text line. I won't go through you. Maybe you specifically are one that spent a year and a half telling me that I was a Trevor homer and Trevor sucked. Same text line. <laughs> same. So, excuse me if I don't take your quarterback guruship as gospel. I'll, like I do all the time, it's not always right. I'll trust my perspective over yours. I will. I'm not a Gator homer. If Anthony Richardson played for Florida State, we would have these same conversations. I would say the same thing. If you believe that or not, don't care. Yeah, don't care. You're right. You you are a same, maybe not you specifically, whatever, but you're the same group of people that swore on your life. You all disappeared. No one will claim those receipts, but a whole heck of a lot of you thought Trevor Lawrence was a bust. He sucked, and we were wrong. We're homers. So there's that. And the ones that, you know, do think that um, Anthony Richardson should go before round four, they don't choose to weigh in. They have enough, you know, common sense to say, well, of course he should go in the first three rounds. So I would say more than accusing someone of being a Gator homer for suggesting that Anthony Richardson's a top 100 prospect, there's more Gator hater in sending off the text than there is any homer in the initial statement. (laughs) Trevor's a bust, they told me. Over and over, loudly condescendingly often. All right, let's play the 10-minute drill. Uh, So I just found this out. I was having a conversation with one of my buddies, and I just realized, as far as, you know, we're racing in the Daytona 500. Okay. And he told me that he wanted to do, he wanted to advertise, like, his brand or something that he was sponsoring. On a car? On a car. Yeah. And he told me the price, just, like, over the fender, it's like 250 grand. To advertise on Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, that's how they make their money. Why do you think when those guys go into victory, I'd like to thank the Pennzoil Ford. It was my auto craft uh, team and this great Pepsi. You know, I mean, they're just, yeah, they're a walking billboard. And, Man, and it works. does. Right? NASCAR thrives. You know, they're not going broke. They're expanding to other parts of the country. They have a loyal fan base that knows as much about the sport as anyone who's talking to them about it. And that's not. That's not with all sports. Oof. You know, not all sports. Do, do, do I trust that the hardcore fan just can blow away someone talking about its perspective? But I think NASCAR more than any other. It's nuanced. I, you're a NASCAR fan. I think many people are NASCAR fans because they're they're gearheads themselves. They like working on cars. Right, absolutely. They like cars, right? So, yeah, but no, it's it's it. And, and it'll be a spectacular on Sunday. Here's hoping the weather holds up. I, I think it's, it's supposed to. We've had some weather issues. I think even a Monday finish sometime in 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 recent history, um, but yeah, it'll be a it'll be a spectacular down there. I like the Daytona 500 now, and it's the only race all year that I'll watch a ton of. I'm the kind of NASCAR fan that I flip it on for the last ten laps. That's enough for me. I don't, but I do do that. I'm sure there are NBA fans that watch for the last five minutes, or you know, major league fans that'll put it on in the last couple of innings, right? If it's a game, so uh, yeah. Um, Tiger hitting those three birdies. Yeah. It definitely, like, it intrigues me more because, you know, I kind of listen to y'all and 
Like, ah, no, Tiger's, yeah, he ain't going to do nothing. But mm-hmm. then he came out and he played the way that he played. Yeah. That's definitely going to make me focus on Tiger. And you know what? I'm going to tell you a little something about what you just said. Because you don't maybe not remember this as much as me, but I went back to one of the majors last year as you as as I first joined you, and I said the fact that Tiger's playing does that mean anything to you? And you flat I said no, right? That can happen in a year. Now you've also had brunch with a tour, and you hear us talk uh-huh. golf, and so you know, those things contribute to it as well. But that's the effect of Tiger Woods. I don't think there's another golfer I could have said that about. If I'd asked you a year ago, hey man, you excited? Ricky Fowler's in the in the field? No, you still wouldn't be excited. But again, man, I mean, that's what comes with being the GOAT. Let's don't forget that. He's out of sight, out of mind. But when that kind of presence returns with any kind of, I mean, he's far from contention. He just had a good round based on the standards of what we've seen Tiger do lately. He has not played a PGA Tour event since 2020. And, you know, he, he was okay in the Masters last year. He had a good first round. That's a course that fits him. He's always going to play well there. That's where he'll flare up and win a major at age 53. It'll be in Augusta at the Masters. He will win another one. Assuming he can walk and get around as well as he did yesterday. But that's also maybe a big assumption. The NBA All-Star Game is this weekend. And because I'm such an NBA guy, I'll, I'll watch all of the, the festivity stuff. Like tonight, I want to say it's like the celebrity basketball game. Uh, it's the, and the Rising Stars. The Rising Stars. Because I, yeah. I, I, For one, I like to see what celebs can actually hoop. Because that's, that's pretty fun. cool. You that's could watch cool. Guggen Hoops and then see one. Uh huh. <laughs> you can see one. <laughs> I forgot to watch. I didn't. I, I watched it, it right at 10, 10 a.m. I need to do that. I'll, I'll look at, maybe I'll do that in the break. Y'all can watch that on uh, Twitter. It's on Ten Ten XL's uh, YouTube channels yeah. and Facebook. Instagram. So you watch it. How did I do it? I get some friendly editing. Yeah, yeah I made a lot of shots. Yeah. I did make. You know what? May have been hard for her to edit in a lot of failures. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there like weren't ride, many there. Like riding a bike. <laughs> like riding. A bike. I said that. Did I? <laughs> but um. <laughs> The uh, so they're, like they're trying to make the NBA All Star Game more interesting. So this year, you know, the selection process—they're doing. Yeah, they're like going to do it live right before the game, right? Sandlot style. Um, I'm kind of interested in that because I kind of want to see who they're going to pick first, or, and what do they think about their, their their peers? See, I think it's who gets picked last, and that yeah, and, and that what comes with that, man. Ego. I don't. I'm surprised that they do this. This is if you're LeBron and Giannis, and you love the idea, that's great. You're always going to be first, but that you know that that that. Poor Lori Marketed when he goes last or whoever it is. You know, I don't have the rosters in front of me, but yeah, whoever goes last, maybe not so much. The NBA announced that, um, or Adam Silver said that they will discipline refs on for bad calls. Well, they better set aside a long period of time to have the discussions. They they bad call you to death in pro sports now. Maybe the athletes have just gotten too big and strong and fast. These guys are just incapable. But the officiating across the board just. It's, always, board, yeah. it's always been the bane of fans' existence. Uh, officiating was terrible when I was a kid in the freaking late 70s. My dad screamed at the TV just like we do. Uh-huh. They hate our team. They hate all the call. That has been around <laughs> forever, and it'll never go away. And I think maybe the commissioners of these leagues understand that, and that's why they don't overreact to the, to the obvious misses. It's never going to change. You can't get them all right. And 50 years from now, our grandchildren will be screaming at the television. But the officials and how obviously biased they are and how much they hate our team. Why do they hate us? <laughs> Why do they hate us? <laughs> All right, there you go. That's 10-minute drill. Just some of what's going on. We're going to continue to talk sports and uh, more. And uh, we got Maddie joining us uh, here, top of the hour, 8 o'clock. So, Matt Every in studio for the final couple of hours. Uh, lots of interesting golf storylines. And Tiger certainly made it more interesting finishing birdie, birdie, birdie. Yesterday. All right, we have a prize pack to give away. We'll send you down to Daytona. Uh, caller number three car. Three car. Caller number three. Um, 
at 641-1010. Gets those uh, Daytona tickets. And we'll be back with more on the other side with a GFL Friday. Commiserating here with the most interesting man in the world, Matt Everett. Oh, we're back. Wow, how about that for an intro? How are we doing, my brother? I'm great. Man, you've been busy. Every time I try and, you know, you're always doing something. This week, what did you do? He hopped, I had a busy hopped week on the this plane, week. Went down to Jordan's Club. Was it Long, Be- Long Beach on Monday? I mean, you silver spoon golfers, you're stop. something else. This life you live. You stop. So, so, what a, what so an cool. ending. What are you doing in Long Beach? Why are you doing out there? My buddy has a uh, charity event. He okay. played on tour for a while. His name's John Mallinger. Know the name? He uh, has a charity event out there, and I've just played in it every year. It's a blast and good, yeah, good time in San Diego. Yeah, or Long, or Long Beach. Beach. Yeah, yeah. So went out there for that. Um, All right. Got to see some people. Came back. Came back. And now I'm here with you. Play some golf. What about the pod? How's that going? Podcast. It's going great. We yeah. pulled some Cam Smith. We're gonna play that in a little bit, and, okay. we're, and I'm gonna talk to you a little bit more in depth about some of the interviews you've done. So. Okay. Uh, folks get to listen to them. They're cool, but uh, so far so good with that. You happy with the way things going? We're thrilled with the way things are good. going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so far, it's kind of numbers we got. What are we doing? You're gonna have to ask Scott Riley that. Those, those, <laughs> right. Those That's good. Questions. I That's the good way to do it. I, I do yeah. not know. Yeah. I, I think it's doing well though. I've gotten a lot of a lot of feedback. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. No cease and desist yet. You haven't got. You haven't because eventually you're gonna say something you shouldn't have said. That's you understand that, right? I probably Although, I the podcast, definitely already have. You already have. Yeah. 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 Believable whatever yeah it's kind yeah. of which is fine which is why it's a good listen which is why people should yeah, yeah right. i agree <laughs> which is which is why when you join us hey. here on the radio show we have a dump button that's right just in case what an ending to the nfl season by the way right and I, I so I, I i have been on the run this week i haven't listened to you guys a ton okay i normally do uh-huh um what a fitting way for it to end with that official you know did you see what happened yesterday though NFL films, I said all along when everyone was complaining about that, here's the problem. They're not showing us the replay from the other side. Mm-hmm. And they showed, the NFL films released their thing yesterday. They show from the other side, okay. and he just grabbed the jersey and held it. Okay. That's uh, where Here's, here's, that's the pro- where, here's that's also where he the threw. problem. If we're yeah. going to start doing that, yeah. then you better start calling. They pa- do. No, no, no. You're, you're not ready for this. <laughs> start calling pass interference on the end of, end of game Hail Marys. Well, they're if you're not going to do if, that. If, well, this was different. The, Swat, was, what, are you kidding me? His, his jersey. Jeff, how is it different? It, here's it, how. His jersey did this stretchy I don't move. Give a damn. If Every his time jersey that, well, did you that. Can't, you're it's not, the time of the game. Just swallow because, the whistle. Yeah, but if swallow you, the whistle. Yeah, I don't how know. many guys go to the hole at the end of the game, yeah. just get clobbered? I'm never going to. No foul. I'm never going to back and Swallow the whistle. Yeah, I'm never going to support the officials. And we need an age limit on these officials, too. You're an ageist. What? Yes, I am. I mean, it's the most important game of the year. You got, like, how old are these Somebody, guys out there? I, you know what it sounds like to me? Somebody had, what, the under or, or something else? Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, I was going to say it sounds to me like someone had the Eagles. That's what it Maybe. Of, that's, Maybe. What, that's what it's sounding like. The, 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 and the Bengals the, the, and the Jacks. <laughs> the harshest evaluation of officials does not come from a rabid fan base. You have to swallow the whistle. I mean, it just, I agree it, in most it, cases. I think that that is so obvious that I, I and, and by the way, you got the man in the battle who says, hell yeah, I held him. That's enough for me. Your point, the officials stink and maybe they should 
arbitrate a little bit when they make certain calls, to me, was voided by the fact of the man who got called for it said, yeah, I was hoping I'd get away with it. Well, I was listening on the way in, and you were, <clears throat> you were yelling about how I yell you, your dad used to yell at officials. Sure. You, you know, it's his oldest time. Our, our kids are going to be yelling. Our kids are going to be yelling at robots. My kids already yell at officials. So Our yeah. kids are going to be yelling at robots. I, if they're home plate robots, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, because the the, the 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 position most in my targets of all the sports is home plate umpire. How that Jack A can sit four, two feet behind the target and still get it wrong amazes me. Yeah. It does. How you cannot? Yeah. How you can incorrectly call balls and strikes sitting as far from me to you? Yeah, I, it's. It does. It makes me speechless. It ties me up. It's gonna take away a lot though from the game if they do. Go I think there'll still be an umpire standing there. So it'll look the same, I guess. The game is arguing balls and strikes. Yeah, that's part of it. Until you're a baseball fan and they just screw you so bad that you never forget it. And then you wish it wasn't a part of the game. You wish they would just, I don't know, call a ball a ball and a strike a strike. Yeah. Kind of crazy that way, but yeah. Um, You're kind of, you're, you're. If anyone would know what a darkness retreat is, or had at least heard of it, I would—you'd be my first go-to guy. Yeah, and I've it, looked into him. <laughs> that's see, that's perfect. What I mean, your guy Aaron Rodgers—that's mm-hmm. your guy. So, yeah, yeah. What tournament were you at where you became Pebble. so chummy? Pebble. Yeah, y'all didn't play together. He wasn't your celebrity. No, no. I think he had a crush on me. <laughs> Did we hear what just happened there? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, your guy Aaron Rodgers is going to go in the darkness retreat. Yeah. I think it started yesterday. I mean, I don't want to so overstep like, and have got, him. He's got two or three days. He's got two or three days left. I can't, I don't it's know. that sensory uh, deprivation. Yeah. How does that help you as an athlete? Who knows, man? Uh, you, I mean, just it, I know the, with people like people who have anxiety and stuff like that, they'll go do those float tanks. Yeah. Um, but man, sitting in darkness for four days—it's—it's it's, it's literally sounds like solitary confinement. Are there are there psychedelic drugs involved in? This I believe one? there are. I think the ayahuasca is a part of the process. Mm. Yeah, which again, I don't think leads to a clear, rational, thought-out decision. Like if I was trying to make a real big life decision on where I should move or who I should work for, personally, as I'm making that decision, I wouldn't use hallucinogenics. Yeah, I, I wouldn't trust that the hallucinogenics aren't making me say or do or see things that aren't there. Yeah, I mean, we all know he's going to Oakland anyways. I think so, Vegas. the Raiders? Yeah. 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 Re- reunite with um, Devontae. Yeah, that's his best. What chance. a thrilling Jaguar season. You you went right to the end, but man, how, how, how'd that work for you down the home stretch, huh? Dude, that was so cool. What a run. Yeah. What a run. I still don't think Agnew caught that ball, but we'll see. I don't either. That Now, you want to talk about one they didn't even bother looking at. Unbelievable, and there was an injury. You had plenty of freaking time. I know. To do I, it. I was shocked that they didn't look at it. And there, there. Listen, I argued on that one. Um, there were some people that say no, it was definitely, definitely a catch. I do not think it was a catch. We I, never saw day, anything. We never really looked at it. It was strange to be such a big play and, and the, not even. Yeah, and if you do it by yourself on the TV and just watch as close as you can, he's kind of bobble. It doesn't then, look yeah. like. Yes, it was weird. I don't. Uh, yeah, and you, you know got, what's uh, you know what's also weird about it. If with the same timing and the same way that play went out, if someone would have hit him, they would have called it incomplete. Yeah. But the fact that no one hit him, they called it a fumble. Man, it was weird. If we score there, down three, five and a half minutes yeah, to go, I know. It's just the way the season had been going for us, it just reeked that we were going to win that game. I mean, we got we got the ultimate payoff this year, though. Our guy arrived, and you have a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. You're not going anywhere. And that's, yeah, and you know, our, that's our, what it is. our coach arrived too. Huh? Our coach arrived too. Yeah, I and mean, he's probably had arrived already. He just got these boys well, there a lot well, quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I like our coach. I'm looking at all these coaches being hired around the league. All these 39 year old, 
you know, full of uh, bluster, you know, going to change the world. I like our old saw. You know what he's going to do? He's going he's gonna to draw up some ball plays today. He's going to say the right things to his team. He's going to home and have a couple of IPAs and see you again tomorrow. Yeah. I like my guy, Doug Pete. Heard he's a good golfer, Throw too. His, he is a good golfer. Throw your visor on, you know, go just have a couple Miller lights, and we'll see you tomorrow. I mean, simple it, life. I'll go draw some ball plays up. You yeah. guys just trust me. What that guy did, and you've I, certainly as a pro athlete, you've worked with mental coaches at times. <sighs> yeah. A lot, especially. Golfers do that more than anybody, probably. The mental ones do. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I work with plenty, and I still think they're you, all just. You never know? No, they're just not worth it. Yeah. yeah. It's just you're basically kind of paying for a friend a little it's bit. It's like, you want to fix right. your brain? Go what make, do they go, do? Go like, make more 10-footers. <laughs> Right? Yes. And then you'll get the confidence. But, yeah, what? why did you go – tell me the first time Matt ever said, you know what, I got to see a sports psychologist. <sighs> like college? You go that you gotta, far back? You got a pack of cigarettes. It's <laughs> um, like airplane. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no. sword myself middle of the conversation. Um, first time, I was working with this uh, Sean Foley, g- golf coach. Sure, I saw him uh, in the first. Have you watched any of the Netflix? I was going to get to that as well. Have you watched that yet? We can get to that. Okay. Um, I saw him, though. He was in episode yeah, one. So he's a flamboyant one, huh? When did he become so flamboyant? Has he always been that way? Very. Yeah, he has. Yeah. But it's, in this, he's got lime green. He's big old hairy, carry glasses. He looks foolish. Gets his hair cut once a week. The, yeah, that guy. Yeah. For sure. All right, so the first time you were with okay, him, so, I'm so he him. suggested. I'm, I'm making, no, I'm making some swing uh, changes, and I had one, I had one Bay Hill uh the year before and we we're in Maui playing the tournament champions and we get on the third hole I'm off to a decent start it's Thursday I might have been birdied like the second and there's no wind is this and, the one you hit at 800 yards right yeah and this thing goes so far right and and that was the start of it and then it got it hung around for a while and then basically I, a version of the yes, yeah, so, so to speak. Anytime you had this shot or this club, you felt like I had. That's what it was. No it was chance drive, I'm gonna hit this good. It was the yips with the driver, and um, it just got to a point where like physically I couldn't do anything to it was, improve it. it was, and I, your brain and I was paralyzing lock, the phys- your physical. Yeah, I would lock skill. up over the ball. I would just forget what I was doing. That's just got to be so awful, and, man. Oh, it is because then your muscles tense up, and then it's like you don't even know how to take it back. And now you're just hitting it like a clown. Yeah. So I'd go see. I went to see this guy, like during, like after that round, or after no, that tournament. No, maybe a couple months after. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And are you still struggling with the driver? Or oh you're yeah. Having- no, this happened for like a year, a year dude. Okay. Like, at least. So, I'll tell you how I fixed it too. It's, okay. It hasn't, there's no sports psychologist can do this. All right. Well, let's go through the. You know, um, that's the end point. We're I went to a fixed. hypnotist. I went to a sports psychologist. It, it. Anyways, none of it helped. They all say the same things. Um, What's the hardly any, uh, hardly any of them played professional sports. I think it takes the, you have to be w- willing to receive what they. I just don't. Have I hear any, you. I don't have that. No, any some dude. yeah. There's some like some, I'm not listening to this guy. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. Even though I'm paying him. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I ended up beating him by revisiting the holes that I had done it on. So like so like Napa. All right. There was. The third hole in Napa, I hit it in the road one year, all right? The next year, we get to that tournament, and I get to that tee, and, I, and I'm and i addressing it already. I'm, I'm thinking, man, I can't believe I hit it in the road there last year. And it's like I've already – it's already out of my mind because I've already kind of addressed the, the fear head on. And Instead then of I'd pretending hit one, like you didn't yeah, do it. Yeah, because there's difference 
there's a difference. And in, this would be a practice round probably the first time you come to that. Hole. Yeah, but just all week, dude, yeah. in general. Uh, there's differences in bad drives and then foul balls, like yips. Sure. I'm not saying I just became like. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, there's a big, but, right. There's a big difference. Yeah. Now, what about the the hypnosis? What do you, you, do you think that, I mean, your hope is somebody can just say, you, you'll never block it right again, or I don't wonder what they even do. Do you get to see video of what they do in that? No, so. I think I might want some sort of video confirmation. I always <laughs> figure they're going to put me under and go to lunch. Oh, no. <laughs> it didn't even, no. Do you remember, recall, do you remember? Yes. It's not like what you see in the movie. I can't, like, I'm, I, like, when they go, uh, I can't imagine just falling out and under someone's persuasion. I went to, so I was seeing this guy in Birmingham. A hypnotist? No, or the okay. psychologist. Okay. And it wasn't really doing anything. And so I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to go to this dude in Ponte Vedra that can hypnotize me and see if it works. So you never did completely. You were no, hearing I him never the whole went time. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did, yeah. so it did, had no effect. No. Yeah. So were you, and what was he, what kind of things? What, what I don't remember, he was just you? saying stuff. Yeah. I, that was so long ago, there's mm, no chance. You're a I river. Remember. I remember going there. You're a river, you're flowing warmly through the. Yeah, he was telling me all the people he's fixed. Oh, through the hypnotism. Yes. Yeah, yeah you got to have a willingness there to believe that something's going to break for you the right way, Yeah, I think. Yeah, the Netflix uh, doc, what would you think of that? Well, I mean, how much have you watched? Uh, zero. Okay. But I, I've read a <laughs> I've lot of I've been on it. the tour. Right. Um... I, I don't know how this is going to work out. I've read some reviews on it. I probably should watch an episode so I can. I, I would skip the. More, you won't like the first one. Here's what happened. I just. I, I, if they made F1 interesting. Yeah. They should be able to do something with this. But, man, a lot Did of these guys. Did you watch the F1? No. I didn't either. See? I, but, but it was all the rage. I know it was, but yet I can't find anyone who actually watched it. Really? Yeah. Mm. Point being with PGA Tour, you. I don't. Are you. I, you know who watched it? Race fans. Like, if you're not a golf fan, what I now I right, do not, like so like one episode's Jordan and Justin, and like, it was yeah. the it was the first one. No crap, they're friends. And exactly that was the thing. As I look, I'm a P1 golf fan. I've seen videos of guys driving golf carts and cutting up. Hell, I've done it with you. I've done it with other yeah. guys. I don't need to see. I I know that they work out and they're off time. It was way too basic. I mean, golf right now is at its confrontational best. You got to come out hot, man. Well, and what are the rules with the cameras too? Like, how much are we getting of their real life? I don't. I, we because got uh, you at know, first. I was when I heard about the show. I'm sitting there thinking. And nobody worth a crap following is going to sign up for this. Well, you know what they, I guess what like they nobody did. nobody entertaining enough is going to sign up for this. I guess what they did, because they showed some snippets in the future, and you are going to see some blow-ups and some confrontations. I, if it was enough to carry a show, I'm sure they would have come out with the gates with it. But I, apparently the way the show is going to work is each episode is going to focus on one golf, one mm-hmm. specific golfer, and then the issues that surround them. And among those, I, it was interesting to see, like, Brooks Kepka. On the cameras, as all that stuff was breaking last year, made no bones. I mean, I, I'm going, I can't play with these guys. Really? I can't beat these. I can't contend with these guys. I can't compete with these guys. I stink. I'm hurt. I, I'm going to go get the money. I like that. I, I do, too. I'm yeah. fine if that's it. If you admit it that way. Yeah. I think they would have been better. But, again, the place you're going, that's not exactly the endorsement they want. Like, if you're Liv, they don't want one of the right. stars I mean, saying, oh, I can't beat the good golfers. I'm going to come those, over here. If you're one of those Saudi <clears throat> guys hearing that sure it's a slap in the face and then they're doing one with dustin and as a preview i he he came clear on his too i got nothing else to prove out here i've won majors i'm going to get the money man mm-hmm. you know i don't think what you want i what have i got to prove and now that they get to play the majors it's kind of true yeah why do i need to play riviera whatever okay i suck i'm a sellout i'll play in boston y'all have fun 
Yeah. Here's my here's my, you know, forty eight million dollars for playing last year. I read a uh I've i maybe I didn't read it, I heard it. Um a few of those guys are regretting going now. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. There's yeah. a competition lag that you miss. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you, you're well, a professional. Well, I think things are changing on that tour, too. Like, right. It's, not, it's, it's not a f- free ride anymore. It can't you know, be like that guys, forever. No. Uh, well, they've had a ton of turnover in their leadership department, um, except for the mascot, Greg. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard a few, a few guys don't. They they kind of want out. And Is it easy or impossible to get out? God, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, not. I mean, out out of there, sure. Are they big enough? Into, the guys that want out the they, tour, maybe, I don't know. They don't have a big number to begin with. You know, what level of player are we talking about that wants out? Like the top guys, the big names, the names that matter. I mean, the the, the criticism that we've all had outside of three or four guys, I'd care less if you come back or not. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, there's they're not those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, good. You knock yourselves out, boys. Right. Have fun over there. You, got, you know, go you your money. Go, go, go. Score well today for the Strikers or whatever your silly little team name is. Strikers. What's Bubba's team's name? The Aces. The Aces. They're as popular as the Lakers, according to Bubba and his kid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, someone else has texted in the Joel Damon episode is incredible. I have heard that it was great. Somebody said, yeah, the first one wasn't the best. The, yeah. it, it gets really good. So he's but, definitely the most. But more than anything, Matt, for me, for like a P one, I watch you know just about every round of every tournament i love watching golf and i watch you know other stuff i need it didn't give me i didn't get anything unique really and you just watched one just watched the first episode and it was called frenemies and it was the jordan justin and it was so elementary it's telling me what a birdie is it's telling me how you make the cut so out of the gates for yeah, me, I heard, that's like too, I heard that too far like Sean under. and Amanda Balionis are on there. Right, or like talk, acting like we're kindergartners. They're, they're talking how well, I have an issue with Amanda telling anyone how it feels to be over a golf shot or what it feels like to come down the stretch. And, well, I and, guess just and over even ex- even kind of Sean. Yeah, but they from this I will take up from this from this standpoint because I sit on this side of the desk and you sit on that one, right? You've come down the stretch and hit those shots. I haven't. But if you've been around enough guys who are doing that there's an implication that you draw from it. I, th- you know, I don't think she's claiming that she's actually, you know, faced that kind of pressure, but whatever. Certainly, <laughs> you're just, you know, <laughs> a fake media elitist over here. I like it. Now he's he's a podcaster. Now he's got all the broadcasting answers too. I love yeah. it. Um, if you I, went to broadcast school, <laughs> I, I don't think you should be able to sit there and say, "This is what these guys are feeling down the pressure okay. or down the down the stretch." All right. If you go to our restaurant, should you be able to say that pizza's good or just leave that to you the lost, chefs? You already lost me. I Do you leave know. it to the chefs, maybe? I mean, if you're going to go get a good meal, are you not qualified to say if the meal's any good unless you cooked it? I'm not <sighs> sure. I kind of feel what Matt's saying, uh, though. Okay. Like, there's just a We're different. Gonna, there's just a, I already got physical with Hicken <laughs> in, <laughs> yes, in ETN earlier this week. Yeah, I, I would yeah. hate for Hey, it. how hairy was his back? Oh, oh buddy. Like, like a forest? Like, like hairier than your front. Any, really? Than a, yes. Then that was a. Why would you not want to get that waxed? For the pain. So, yeah, to go through that. Yeah, the pain. Yeah, but the embarrassment, the pain, the shame. Like it's like, like a, a got a yeah. No, I I will say this. Okay. They was like a Brillo pill. By the way, shout really? out, oh, shout shout out to my shout out to my man Hick for this, and then we'll get to the right. we'll get to the back wax. Brillo pill. But my man Hick, okay, is having a great vacation right now. He is, uh, you know, I, I don't want to tally it up. I'm not his accountant, but they're they're off in Austin, Texas, where they're going to see Bruce Springsteen and 
you know, I don't even want to begin to tally up what, what that's going to cost you. I mean, the Springsteen tickets alone, I heard some really gaudy big numbers being thrown around just how expensive it is to go to concerts. And then I found this today that ticket prices for concerts may be soaring across the nation. But if you go to Bruce Springsteen's uh, concert in Tulsa, Oklahoma next week, you can get in for just $5. Wow. I don't know about Austin. Maybe I'll just fly out to Tulsa and see him for five. I wouldn't fly uh, to Tallahassee to see Bruce Springsteen. The Bruiser? Yeah. <laughs> no? I, he's fine. I don't know, but it's not, that, ain't, that ain't my – that's not my gig. Um, he's an, he's like a Philly guy, right? Northeast? Jersey. Jersey, yeah. yeah Jersey. Yeah. Um, no, and here's the Hicken aside. You can't tell him this. Okay. All you jokers out there, I know what you're going to do. Go right to your Twitter. <laughs> right? Watch a little tattletales. Um, I think that it's very possible that he becomes a regular back waxer. And that this just broke the seal. And here in like another five, six weeks. He really likes it. He'll go do it again. He, yeah. he Anytime a man walks all over Jacksonville proper begging people to rub his back. <laughs> You want to feel how smooth my back is? Here, rub my back. The guy has asked any and everyone we've been around. He, strangers, men, yeah. women, children. It's shocking to me that his wife hasn't suggested. Well, this. I, I, we hung out with with his uh, his wife on Saturday. She was a big fan of it. Yeah, he so just about, it just t- it I said just what about the him, front? Huh? What it about just the took front? him losing a dime bet to finally do it? Here's the only yeah correct. Here's the only problem too though. The girls ran out of wax. No, and so at the very very bottom. <laughs> There's this puffy little patch, like patch. that like sits where a tramp stamp would be. It's like a little. My buddy, my buddy in college, my roommate in college, one year, his brother would come down to visit us. He had a hairy back too, uh-huh. and he would mess with them and buzz the whole thing except for a patch right <laughs> in the center, not tell him. Yeah, a little patch. You just yeah. So maybe they should. Uh, I don't. I don't know. This digressed quickly. Let's come back on the other side. Let's talk about what was the the hot story in golf yesterday, and I want to get your perspective on just what you think uh, the ceiling might be for. One Tiger Woods, that, and uh, and more stuff. We're going to play some of your uh, podcast with Cam Smith. Okay. I thought one real interesting comment was uh, the bravado about the Masters coming up. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. we'll hear a little bit of that. You can uh, tell us how that's going, who you had, um, what's been the highs and lows as you, you know, just build your broadcast empire okay. over there on the podcast format. Can't Getting, wait. Forgetting us and moving on, E.T. So GFL Friday, this is the drill. All right, we're back on a GFL Friday, Matt Every, PGA Tour Pro, multiple winner in uh, in studio with us. You know, I, I asked yesterday. I kind of felt like the buzz around Tiger's return wasn't as strong as maybe it had been in the past. I don't know if it was because he announced it in the shadow of the Super Bowl going on, or there's some cynicism that well, that's his host event, so he's going to give it a whirl. And I even suggested, is, is Tiger, you know, does he still move the needle? And then I watched yesterday, and then I realized that Tiger still is the needle. And yes. if you looked at all the great golfers that were there yesterday, and there were a ton, they were, the crowd was all in one spot. Right now, they also had McElroy and Justin to go, but let's be, let's not kid ourselves. And I was shocked, Matt Every, from what I've seen Tiger Woods play. Right. My most recent exposures, last year's majors, and that ridiculous Thanksgiving Day sugar show. I'm shocked, not so much with how he played. I mean... The guy's you know, a great golfer, but how he got around, he did not look rusty. Yeah, he did, and he didn't look physically unable. I mean, he's that was surprising to me, too. right? That yeah. that's the part. There was no barely a limp. 
Yeah. And I wonder, though, if this, if he stayed engaged and his scorecard stayed engaged, and then maybe, you know, if you're seven over, that limp gets pronounced on the 14th hole maybe yeah. a little bit more. Because yeah, like you're, Mahomes. You're beating down. Yeah. yeah. Um, so bitter against those Eagles. Oh, yeah. man. Dude. It's crazy <laughs> well, good. How fast. Listen, I'm glad. I, I appreciate your passion and hating the Chiefs. Here in Jacksonville, I think that's a, if things go like we hope they do, that's an emerging dynamic that you'll share with a lot of people here because hopefully they end up being a, a bitter rival. You can hate him with me if you yeah. want. I don't hate yeah. him yet. Um, I was uh, well. First of all, it came out of left field, like the commitment to playing that tournament. Right? I was like, "Well, I didn't even know he was entertaining playing golf right now." Yeah, like I thought he was. Maybe we'd see him at the Masters. Um, he's never won here before, which was odd to me. This is like that's where he made his debut as an amateur. He's sixteen years old, yep. he played, that and one. it's also like the, the, this course is so. It, it's the best one of the year. I mean, it's it, it, every, that's a popular opinion among you guys. That it's it their is. favorite There's, course. It, it's it's it just sits down in this little, you know, it's like the perimeter of it is about a hundred foot wall, and there's houses on top. That might be why he's playing. It's, it's probably it's the flat e- wall. it's probably the easiest walk of the they year. They say you're down for downhill on the first the stairs on eighteen. Yeah, but other than that, it's it's a very easy walk. Um, I'm pumped to see him play. I thought he was going to be rusty and. Like you said, the four limp. over today, and then just, yeah, hadn't been playing a lot. It's easy to just get bogeyed to death out there. But uh, yeah, finished three straight birdies. He's yeah, going, going back early today though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He normally, he normally goes afternoon. early. He he normally, especially later in his career, is asked for. Well, I don't know if he's asked, but he's gotten early late tee times a lot. You, is that what's your preference? Well. I, I don't care, but I'm. I think for Tiger, he he likes the rest in between in between there because mm-hmm. if you're running it, that's a good point. You know, if, you, yeah. if you're leaving the course after that guy goes into the trailer, gets stretched, does all his things, he's not leaving the course till eight o'clock. So let's eat dinner, and then the, it's the and Tiger has talked about he's got to get up three hours. The ahead times of time. are early out there. I mean, he's going right back. Uh, basically, he's taking like a three hour nap and going right back. Yeah, and getting after it again. Um, there'll never be another goat in any sport, another athlete in any sport who has those puffy eyes like Tiger. That my man always looks like he needs about three hours sleep real quick. Mm. He just, I probably had sleep for nothing with all the pain and all the other stuff. Who knows? Filtering around in that head. Who knows? So Tiger Woods is a compelling enough athlete that you would watch him on TV. Yeah. Like, so if if Tiger, like, I mean, if you watch, do you you watch it like a tour event on the weekend? And unless how unless, is it because is, is it well if there's hard on, to watch it all no, or no well i gotta listen to colt and that's tough oh, see i brought that point up he's terrible i didn't know you felt that way too well, Let's start I, a movement. I, I love him i was i was with he him he's a terrible announcer I he's was, the worst he, i don't he makes me not want to watch it's that bad I, i'm not saying he's not a bad guy that's fine he is not as funny as he thinks his voice is awful and he's on way too much fire colt most yeah well i'm sorry i'm not as that end of it as passionate as you yeah but, i mean it makes I me hear. giggle um <laughs> but uh, that's my friend i like when people hammer him. but he's my friend that way like <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, correct go ahead. go ahead yeah yeah sure but no colt like definitely likes to hear himself talk he uh i don't like I think people. he's turned into the the mr one-liner it's not but they're no they're not good yeah they're not good one-liners they miss well yeah <sighs> we'll see i mean cbs likes him right now most it's the Colt Nost and Amanda Baliona show right now on CBS. It's Amanda Renner to you. She's married. Amanda Renner, sorry. Corrected in the break. I wanted to make sure on that. So you wouldn't watch a PGA. If this, if Tiger weren't in this tournament, will you make an effort to check out Tiger today or tomorrow or Sunday? 
Yeah. Or you will. Yeah. Would you make an effort to watch the the the, the Genesis was, if he weren't in the field? I probably would. Yeah. yeah. Just because of the course. Okay, you love that yeah. course. If I was a fan, if I was paying to go to the, to a tour event, the first hole I would go sit on is number ten at Riviera. It yeah. beats seventeen at Sawgrass. As far as entertainment, yeah, it's it short. is. What other holes rival those no, two? None. Ten is the little ten, par. Is the par four that's the got craziest that, green you it's could like ever? This, it's like they say there, there's kidney shaped greens, and then there are greens that are the size of a kidney. Yeah. That green looks like it is the size of a you bunker. Could get stuck. You could get stuck on well, that his place group did yesterday. All of them going back and forth all day. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Ugh. What is it? Crown in the middle, I guess. I can't tell no, the depth the perception. Bunker. It's really hard to. Because Tiger did it. He chipped over and all, and it hit. Looked like it was gonna be a good chip. It rolled over, off, and into the bunkers. Thankfully for him, he saved a bogey. You but. can't miss your tee shot short right of the bunkers. Yeah, you're just you're because just, it won't hold. You can't hold the green. Yeah, yeah, it's too, it's too uh, shallow. Would your plan there be to try and drive the green, or did Everyone's you lay up? Is. Yeah, yeah, everyone. Would. Just about everyone. Just, uh, Thomas lays up. Yeah. Yesterday, dumped it in the bunker. One year, I laid up. But the wet shot is so hard. Yeah. It's like even if you have a perfect number, you know, if the wind's blowing a little off the right and the way that green's shaped and it's sloped, you have to like hit a five yard cut to hold the hold the slope on the green just to yeah. with your wedge. That's and it's hard, hard to move it best. that much. Yeah. yeah, with a wedge. Yeah. So the play actually, there's these little trees left of the green. Is just shipping in those and trees. Kind of play it up back any, in between the bunkers onto the yeah, green. Yeah, you can run it up from there, and they don't have any low lying limbs, so you got to almost catch a terrible break to be blocked out. Does every pro like if you're an amateur golfer, there are two or three or more shots or clubs that you'd rather not hit. Doesn't yeah, mean you can't avoid hit them like the plague. You just don't want to do them. Do pro golfers have those shots Absolutely. in them? Are they? Is it always the fifty yard pitch, or are there other ones? Um. I mean, it seems like it's always that that in between, you know, lob yeah, wedge. Yeah, I mean, guys distance. aren't grinding, hitting fifty yard bunker shots. Well, we week. do. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to find any amateur who wants that shot. Where you guys don't mind. Yeah, I don't think any of us want that. Even I asked you this when we were playing one day, and and but for you, honestly, because we marvel at what you all do out of the bunkers, either the green side or in the fairway. And so I ask you, does it matter if you're 150 yards from the flag? Do you care if you're in a flat lie bunker or if you're in the fairway? Does it matter at all? Yeah, it matters. Yeah. But the bunker sometimes is a lot better than the rough. Okay. Like if you have moderate, rough, or higher, you'd rather be in the fairway bunker. Yeah, especially if it's a good bunker. Now, the bunker, yes. are, are these, is the sand uniform in the tour? No. You have to learn that each week when Different. you stop somewhere. Every, oh, yeah. How big of an adjustment is that? We see the sand games stay perfect no matter where it's they gotten, are. The sand has gotten so good. Um, it's pretty similar now. You know, weather some weeks will clump it up. Or uh, I remember Jack one year, the rakes he used were the prongs on them were spread out wider. Yeah, so so yeah, you these get little those like, rows. indentations. Yeah, because yeah. you're right. Some, I mean, you get dialed in with your bunker game out there. The sand's so good. These guys are might as well pull the pin. Yeah, you know, and I think amateurs who who stress about their golf game. It's just natural to compare to the guys that you see play every week, and y'all are just so good what you do. And it's not just about how far it's hit; it's like every aspect of the game is so good. And I think we have this expectation watching you guys hit it out of the sand that it shouldn't be so that's that hard, whether it's a bunker shot, you know, greenside or out in the fairway. But I do think it's also a fair point that, that we're bouncing around sand that God knows if you would even be willing to hit out of. Well, I don't think that's a fair point at all. Okay, yeah, it wouldn't matter. For you, yeah, but for us, it does. Sure, you're saying you would be. I'm saying you're saying you'd be way better with better sand. 
I'm saying I would be better if I had like consistent that, ar- that argument that I hear that you hear from, <laughs> from fans. Uh, man, they put on perfect greens every week. No, and that's why. Off perfect fairways. <laughs> no wonder they do all this. I was saying that that doesn't matter. Yeah, that that was matter. part of my point. But yeah, yeah. To, well, maybe it's just because it's Achilles Hills of like Achilles Hill of my game. So I think it would be it would matter more. Well, we got to work on your form. Yeah, a little we'll, bit. We'll work on that. Okay. I got, got some important golf coming up in March. We can get cooking on some that. member guests? Or? I got two member guests. I got a golf trip to stream song. I got to get some stuff straightened out here, man. Too many 82s and 3s. Getting old, bro. Yeah. Need a little help. A little help here. A little help. A little help. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt has started this podcast straight down the middle-ish. And uh, we got a clip. Have you approved today's clip? Did you guys uh, listen to it at all? It is approved. All right. So, I, the, the, the feature, I know you had Billy Horschel. Billy. Then you had Cam. Cam. This week we have Tyson Alexander. That's Buddy Alexander's kid. Yep. Just got voted uh, most handsome guy on tour. Oh. Yeah. So let's go through some of the nuances of this. I bet you're having fun with this. This is right up your ass. Right up your alley. And and Cam is the big name here, and he said something interesting. We'll share that with you. But I'll get kind of a general thought on on a couple of these guys you've interviewed and what Mm -hmm. you're taking from it and uh, much more. And we'll get into some more uh, varieties of sports. We're not going to talk golf for two hours. Appreciate y'all being with us here on a GFL Friday. All right, we decided we're going to get into the podcast uh, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour because we've got a little bit of a shorter segment here. The hijinks on the golf course, Matty. I, it was so, so, we saw something get exposed yesterday in Tiger's Round. Have you seen this no. this story? You haven't seen this yet? Uh, the tampon? Yeah. yeah. I mean, locker room humor, fine. Get away with that, or is there going to be some screeching today? Screeching from who? The tour? Yeah. <sighs> what do they got to screech about? I don't know. You know, today everything's sexist, this... Phobic that. Well, I guess, you know. but that's Tiger out. Know, you know if that bothers you, I, you need to check yourself. I don't. I don't disagree. That's you know, guys are guys. I know you can try and change men, what they are, what they should be, but just leave us alone. In some cases, that's what dudes do. Yeah. Me and Matt that's... are good friends. Me and Matt are good friends. Okay. We go play golf. He's a PGA Tour golfer. Well, I career one, and I out drive him. We're walking down, and you know, I hand you some steroids, or I hand you some, something that indicates you can't keep up with him. Well, yesterday, Tiger, after outdriving Justin Thomas, they were walking down the fairway, reached in his bag and may have handed him a women's sanitary <laughs> feminine product. Cancel him. Right. And it dropped on the ground. And, uh, oh, you know, the, uh, I think that you got no problem with that. George have no problem with that. If you have any no. sense of humor. Yeah. You know, again, I know they want to tell you different. Men and women are different, gang. You know, men, and it's great. It's beautiful. They are. And. That sometimes those differences are physical, emotional, whatever they are. Lighten up, lighten yeah. up, folks. I, I want to. Uh, we'll get back to the golf and, and the cam uh, quote and more. Um, I want to ask you about Daytona, though. I know you're a Daytona uh, yeah. native. I, I, I bleed Daytona. If you say anything it, bad about Daytona Beach, I, have I said anything I'll, bad? I'll cut you. You said that yesterday, and I said, and Daytona has some of your blood. It probably does. Yeah, it probably does it at probably some point. Does. You know. Granted, maybe just you know, skinned your little belly, body surfing there. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Did uh, so? Listen, just because you live from Daytona, I think we all assume, oh, they must be big into the 500. Were you and your family into the 500? You ever been to a 500? So uh, I have. I've been to yeah, probably like five 500s. But when I was a kid, my dad would take us out, take myself and my buddy, and his his buddy would, you know, they. They'd take us out of school, and we'd go to the Twin 125s. I was there when they filmed Days of Thunder. I was there, too. I was covering I was covering it then. Yeah, I'd already started my broadcast. What were you, a little kid? Yeah, I was fifth grade. Fifth grade, yeah. 10 years old. Yeah, I yeah. was 93. I was, 20, yeah, I was 26. 
Yeah. Um, I loved the twin 125s. Oh, that me too. They were so killer. much better than the than at night. The daytime it was just perfect, and they were shorter. They weren't one fit. It was just and there were the stands were packed. By the way, did I must just miss with the was, duels last night? I yeah, guess. Yeah, and there was nobody there. I didn't even yeah. pay attention. That tells you when that was a Thursday afternoon, ton of people would drive right. down from Jacksonville packed. for that. Yeah, I don't know why they changed that. I mean these these TV, these sports and these networks think if you put it on at night, it just changes the world, and sometimes it changes it for the worst. We we're talking about the NBA All Star Game. We we're comparing the ratings. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry if you're trying to grow a, a sport or a game. Why would it be on at 8:30 on Sunday night? Why wouldn't you put it on at five in the afternoon where everyone can see it? Yeah. Why do you Why do you make people choose? And the highest, lo and behold, the highest rated All Star Game in the last 25 years was 2002. Now, granted, it was Jordan with the Wizards. May have been his last, but it was 2002. It had a rating of like 8.5. And guess what? They started at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan was just as big or bigger. Why didn't they start then at 8.30 or 9? You know why? Because they weren't stupid like you people are now <laughs> in where you're placing things. So I will watch much more of the Daytona 500 than I that, will the NBA All-Star game. I'm, I'm in the same boat. And even if you're not a NASCAR fan, it is, it's, a, it's a really cool experience, that, uh, that race. Oh, I, I, I told we told him he's got to get down there and go. Yeah, I grew up on the uh, beach side in Daytona, in between like Main Street and Seabreeze Bridge, and we could hear the cars from the speedway. The speedway is damn near I ninety five, and we could hear the cars going. Uh, Joey Logano and Eric Almarola, those are your winners of the duels yesterday. I did. There we go. They, now they would they get to start three and four in the line because uh, Daytona does it uniquely. What well, as a kid then? Did, what appealed to you about it? Was it the noise? Was it the cars? Did you watch NASCAR at all outside yeah. of being taken I was to a, the? I was a Bill Elliott fan when I was a okay. kid. Okay, yeah. so you, your dad watched it on the weekend then. You're at the. Uh, oh yeah, I was. Yeah, my dad was in construction and. Yeah. Um, but it was. You know, NASCAR was bigger back then too, man. I mean, I remember when Earnhardt died. Yeah, like all that. Rusty. That was the peak. Yeah, it peaked in the '90s. It peaked that that decade that you went to the duels. It really, you know, maybe Days of Thunder played into that a little bit. I don't know, but it it, it no, that was great movie. Yeah. by the way. but they peaked. Um, you know, it peaked in the '90s when Gordon and those guys came along, and Dale Earnhardt was still there, and it was thriving. And that's when NASCAR made a huge jump, and they weren't able to sustain. You know, I mean, not. All solely due to the to the death of Dale Earnhardt, but that and other reasons, it got a little too corporate for your, you know, dyed in the wool NASCAR fans. You know, yeah. your rednecks from South Carolina and other didn't like this new pretty boy look and image of NASCAR. I think that's a fact, but that's all there is um, now, right? We got to we're gonna pick a ET a, a driver for the 500 coming up Ooh. next hour. Hey. We're gonna go through a you know we'll, we'll we'll do it random. We'll ask him favorite colors and numbers and you know okay. and car models and one. then see where we land on one and. See if he has any luck this weekend um, with that. So it sounds like, from of your memories of the Daytona 500, it was the fact you were there when they were filming the movie is what stands out more than anything. Well, no, I mean. Also back then, too, you could walk right up into the garages. Oh, yeah. Like, if you went back, if you had one of those infield passes, I mean, and for media, many times I've gone it into that. It was a scene there, man. It was. The infield, the infield is not for uh, the faint of heart. sixth or seventh grade eyes. <laughs> you know? uh, that's what did it, huh? Yeah, maybe. Um <laughs> Um, it was also great from a media standpoint back in that era. Really? Where I could literally, I'd go, you know, Mike Kaminsky or one of my camera, you know, one of the camera guys I worked with at Channel 12 and 
Jeff Gordon could be under the hood of his car and you walk right into his garage, you walk right up to him, you interview him while he's looking at stuff and talking to people. No one thought anything of it. They expected it. They didn't. Now it's like everything else. You're roped off. Mm -hmm. There's a media availability here. Everyone gets the same stuff. You get none of the good stuff. We had a lot of fun putting together Daytona 500 half hour and hour long specials, which I did in television from the get-go, I mean, when I worked here in this building on the ABC side, and then I went and worked at Channel 12 for a lot of years, I've been a part of probably 15, 20 Daytona 500 specials. Been live at the Speedway 100 times for various years and various, you know, time slots and otherwise. So, is that something you find it, yourself watching throughout, or yeah. do you just pick up the fat, the last 5, the 10 end, laps? Yeah, then That's how sure. I watch NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, that's when all the action is anyways. Yeah. yeah. All right, um... Let's do this. We'll turn to the 9 o'clock nasty. Oh, gosh, only knows what that might bring. Mm. Um, we're going to eavesdrop in on, on Matt's uh, podcast that he's got up and running with a couple other dudes, uh, straight down the middle-ish. And so, we've uh, yeah, we picked a uh, we, we've, we've picked something maybe from Cam Smith that you'll find interesting. We're going to talk to the Iceman coach when we come back on the other side. Let's uh, set the table for, for that hockey team that is shooting right up the, the standings. They stayed hot now. You know, I don't want to take any credit, but it seems like well, since we started Puck Talk Fridays at, at 9, I'm always welcoming in a coach who just won two in a row or three of the last four. Or let's hope that keeps up, and we'll talk some uh, we'll talk some hockey with the uh, Iceman head coach when we come back as well. It's a GFL Friday on The Drill. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All right, let's talk Jacksonville Iceman on a, a little road trip right now. We'll bring in head coach, uh, head coach Nick Luco, who's... Uh, what ha- I just hung up on him. Is that me? I hit drop instead of air. Uh, I don't know. I don't know hope, what happened. Hope he'll call Hopefully he'll call. You have his number? Probably not, dude. Let's see what happens. I am just. This is you know what I am. The guy on the par three tee just shanked. I shanked it right into the water. Shanked it. I didn't even get it ten yards. Coach, that's on me. Put me on the bench. I hit the wrong button. I'm like. I'm dumber than anyone you've ever met. Thanks for joining us right now. It's Nick Luco on the uh, Fair and Fair phone lines as we talk Jacksonville Iceman Hockey. You're on a little road trip here, uh, but road home, it doesn't seem to matter. What's been the key to your team playing so well? We're on, we're, we're on a hot streak, and yet at the same time, you're in a division where it seems everyone is. Huh. Yeah, I mean, we've been uh, playing really well defensively. Our goalies have been outstanding, and um, we're just finding ways to win games, which is the hugest time of year. How much transition do you have during the course of the year? I mean, are you able to have some stability in your starting lines or, or you know, because you're a part of a, a chain and a system, guys are moving around a lot? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think uh, we might have had the same lineup back-to-back nights maybe once or twice this year. So at this point, you're kind of used to it. You're going to be plugging and playing a lot. But, um, you know, guys have been good about it. Guys step right in and, and step right up. So it's been good. That's a challenge as a coach, though, right? I mean, you must be Mr. Yeah. I mean, you must spend a lot of time. In all seriousness, you're on one of these bus rides. I mean, you're reading scouting reports on guys that are coming and going. See what they do best. Watching video, right? Doing doing that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of video. It's a lot of uh, just calling people that you trust and know, and trying to get reports on guys and seeing if you they can come in and help the team. It's been working out for us right now, and we'll see see what happens over the weekend. Had a nice win at home a couple nights ago. Now you go, uh, uh, what, three games in a row here, tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Now, after playing in Greenville tonight, you'll travel to, to South Carolina, well, whatever city the South Carolina Stingrays are in, uh, and then you got back-to-back with them on Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, I, I know how what y'all's travel plans are like. Anytime you get to travel this kind of bunch together like this, it's a bit of an advantage, right? You'd rather do that than, you know, go uh, – Bussing from here to there, all over the country. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a grind for everyone. Um, you know, I think South Carolina is playing in Orlando tonight, so they got to bus all the way back to Charleston. We're going to go to Charleston after our game tonight, so everyone goes through it. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a long weekend, but at this point, we're all used to it. It's a fascinating lifestyle, and uh, you're pushing the right buttons, Coach. So uh, we appreciate you so far to this point. The Icemen are playing excellent hockey. They'll be back home next uh, Friday, I believe. Got a little homestand, so take care of business there next Friday and Saturday. Uh, in the meanwhile, we'll continue to track the progress uh, this week on the road and uh, back home next week. And Nick Luco is the head coach of the surging Jacksonville Iceman. Coach, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Good luck this weekend. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You betcha. Talk to you next week. Yeah, you got it. Nick, only 30 years old, Matt Every. Wow. The head coach. Like, he was still playing at a relatively high level, and he went ahead and made the transition to to the coaching game. If you had a, if you had a pick, say you're in contention, uh, in, say you go to Bay Hill uh-huh. this week, play Bay Hill. Free Matt Every at Bay Hill, by the way. I don't know if that's a storyline. I just made it one. Um <laughs> Should I do that? Should I fly a banner? Yeah, do it. Free Matt Every. Yeah, maybe it'll work. I don't understand how it maybe you can explain this to me. I'm not I'm not like pulling punches here. You won Bay Hill. It's an invitational, correct? Can you tell people what invitational means on tour? I mean They're allowed to invite people to play in their golf tournament. Yeah. You won Bay Hill in back to back years. Well, they changed You're a defense. You're a two time defending champion. And by the way, not in seventy four and seventy five, like eight years ago. Yeah. So and you want to play Bay Hill? Am I incorrect? I would love to play there. I don't. I mean, what in the hell are they doing down there? I don't understand why you don't get a spot in Bay Hill. Yes, hopefully they're listening. Um, <laughs> Pipe it down. Yeah. Uh, I can call they, somebody out the tour for you. Pull a couple. Push, you know, pull a couple of fast ones. Stu- I might get further Stuart than Moore. you. Not Stewie. No. Um, I'll go higher than that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Stewart. Um, I don't. So they changed the rule before I won. It was a couple years before I won the first my first time, um, to where you were only exempt for five years after. And the reason they changed it is because they had some past champions in the event that were kind of abusing it a little bit and playing. You know, they were shooting like eighty five, and they're probably and older. Older. I mean, they were like in yeah. your thirties, for Pete's sake. We're not. Yeah. Um. So they changed it to five. And I just kind of got the, like, but the thing is, is the guys that they're still grandfathered in, like, so who they were trying to keep out, they're not keeping out at all. Well, I think one of them stopped playing, yeah. but there's still others in there. Yeah. If you die, we're going to die here before you know it. It's been long enough. Yeah. I'm yeah. not wishing that. I don't know who they are. That's why I'm not going to ask for the identities of these players because <laughs> then I won't live with myself. If like three days from now, I get some headline on my feed. I don't need that. I don't need that kind of responsibility. You'll still be able to sleep in there. Would you play a Bay Hill then? So if you could play this year, you would play it. Yeah. I hope I wrote them a letter. You wrote them a letter? I did. Oh, yeah. dear Bay Hill. How does a letter, how does that work? What do you mean you wrote them a letter? How does that play in? Because well, they're so an they invitational? Have, they do. They're an invitational, but invitation. Doesn't invita- mean like well, what it used to. Well, there's there's qualifications to get in the event, but they have 10 invites. That okay. They can hand out. That's outside of the guys that are already grandfathered in as as yes. past champions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there's a lot of good players that aren't in this event. You know, like current good players. Yeah. 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 So it's not an easy choice for them, and I, I get it either way. What does the letter say? What do you do? Who do you send it? Do you send it to like the tournament director, or just the golf course in general? Tournament director. The tournament director. Yeah. Explain who you are, what you're thinking. You live here. I don't. Uh, wouldn't, yeah, just wouldn't mind if you let me play this thing every once in a while. I did win it a couple times. Do you have to remind them of your record and that kind of thing? 
I sent him a nice letter. I got a nice letter back. It did not say no. Okay. Um. Well, in Bay Hill, I'm like. It's like it, well, Honda three next hours week. or no? no? It goes L. A. this week, Honda, then Bay Hill. So they'll probably tell them, tell me next week. Okay. So yeah. fingers crossed. It sounds like it could be in play. Well, how yeah. do you win it? What What is it about that golf course to win it two years and win it back to back years? I don't know. If it's, it's your home. Place. It's a home close to your home well, market. Yeah, I grew up in Central Florida. Um, the first year I won, I was I was that was your uh, first win as a pro. Yeah. Um, but. I was playing really good going into that week. It was it kind of just got in the way. Yeah. The next year, I don't know what happened, but I won. <laughs> but you won. Yeah. And you weren't playing as good that year as you were the previous Not year. Not really. But so it came out of nowhere. The week, of, of course. Yeah. The obviously, did, you won. But by the way, you're winning when you know the form came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then was it gone after that, or did you have a good year? I had a, uh, for a little, it was yeah. there. Yeah. It's still it's still there. I mean, I've, tried, I'm, I've I've seen it in person. I'm, I'm aware. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, I get in. Yeah, yeah. What would nice. the worry be? You're not worried about that. What would the worry be? Like about um, your golf game? How about in general? Bo- like body, lower Help. back, feeling good. Yeah. yeah, holding up. Yeah. I mean, Tiger's playing. Not up. being the 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 little like rusty chip shots. Like I'm not worried about compressing a seven iron. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Or or my length off the tee, and it and it matters even for a golfer of your skill level. It matters if you're juiced up on a Saturday afternoon at five on a PGA golf course, and the, or you're just ripping it around, you know, Pablo with your buddies. That shot, usually if that you're, forty yard chip shot, whatever it is. Yeah, but usually if you're juicing around at five p.m. on a Saturday, things your are, game's good. Things are pretty dialed yeah. in. Mito Pereira might beg to differ from his 18th hole tee shot at last year's PGA. He looked Boy. like he he looked like he got tased. Poor he guy. was in the first one because they did. Justin won that since it was Justin versus uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the Netflix show, by the I way. I was on that tee box uh, when Mito, or I was right next to it when he hit Did you that. tase him? You tased him, didn't you? tase him. Poor guy. That guy looked like in the middle of his swing. I don't know what happened. What happened in that swing? I think we talked to you about it at the time. Remind me. I mean, what in the world? It looked to me it looked like, like he locked he up. Like some he kind of, he had some Spasm? Kind of, well, he, he hits a low cut, and low cut, you gotta, you're finishing low and left. And it looked to me like he had that in his mind the whole swing, and he just made sure he did that. He almost forgot to turn. Yeah. Usually, those quick spasms and quick transitions okay. are from bad, a bad like job of loading. They, d- I did get one thing from the first episode that I hadn't heard. That was the first time I'd seen it reported. But they were they were covering that because it was all about Jordan against Justin, mm-hmm. and so they found one where you know one of them won a major. It fit in perfectly into the, but. Because he won there, they're following Mito, and Mito on the on the this was this was sad. It was almost heartbreaking. He's on the tee with his caddy on eighteen on eighteen, and he hits the ball. He said, and he turns to him and said, "I bleeped it up there, played good all week, and bleeped it up on the Jeez, last hole. It wasn't over there yet, though. Yeah, yeah. I bleep and lost you it. Know on the, he I played it up? great all week. I bleep you know, and lost it, on, and he didn't say bleep, but I bleep and lost sure? it on the last. So goal. you saw those words come out of his mouth, hundred percent on the tee box. They on didn't the, edit that. Like, well, they, he's, like those were definitely his words, obviously. But on they the didn't tee box, edit it in he's standing after, by, after he's hit it into the water. He's standing on the tee box with his caddy, and he yeah. turned to me and said, "I played great all week, and I bleep it up on the last hole." Okay, wow, something that's, to that effect. I'd have to. I, I'm he paraphrasing. Messed, he messed it up on the hole before, though. He, had he missed a, that little putt. He left it on well, the lip, didn't he? The chip shot was oh yeah, so, so bad. easy. Yeah, it was just an yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't have hit his drive in a better spot. Was, was that the drivable par four hole? Yep. Yeah, and the most routine shot. The only thing hard about the shot was the situation. That's the only thing hard about it. And he he was it was a very 
It was below average for sure. Yeah, you know, like twelve the feet. The pressure—that's a case where a pressure gets to a guy. It's clear those last yeah, couple but holes. It, but if the that's the seventeenth hole on Friday or on Thursday or Friday, he's getting that up and down. See, well, that's what I was asking you about. Does it feel different if it's five o'clock on a Friday? Well, versus... I know. Why don't you ask Amanda Balliona? She'll tell <laughs> I mean, you. Here how, he goes again. I, I've got it. I starting to sense an axe to grind there. I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm just. I'm, just <laughs> I'm asking you. I'm not telling you. Yeah, it's, but then uh, I'm I guess in a way I'm telling you, well, your answer's wrong. See, that's what I was asking. No, your answer. See what I did there? I'm saying the side of your argument is wrong. I know you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mito maybe disagrees. I just say maybe. Um, <laughs> so uh, the idea for the podcast. I mean, I know it's it's I you know I I feel for is way too strong a word, but I empathize with professional athletes that when that profession either stops forever or for a time you're kind of left with, gosh, I've been doing this forever. I made a lot of money doing this. Mm -hmm. You quickly line, well, there is no job where I'm going to get paid like I got paid. There is yeah. no outlet that's going to give me exactly what I got from that. And whether you're leaving the NFL, the PGA Tour, or anywhere else. Hey, there might be. You, you know, search. Yeah. Um, so how did you, how did you well, land one, on? one, I'm not doing this podcast for to try and put food on the table. I understand. <laughs> so, 100%. Let it fill some time um, and it keeps you involved. And if does. you do, if, if, if it's rewarding financially at all, it's a win. Yeah. That's, but that's if, not the if first that's goal. The case, well, that's what makes it good, though, around. Matt, when that's not the prerequisite. I want to do this with my buddies. Um, I do have a little bit of downtime right now. And I, I enjoy talking. I enjoy people. Like, yeah. Yeah. We I, can tell that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, it's not a bad thing. No, it's it's positive actually. Yeah, and uh, give it a read. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just bringing out, showing my friends, you know, aside to them that maybe some people don't get to see. Yeah, you can drag um, it out of them a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Now you started with Billy Horschel, and uh -huh. he, he's a good buddy, right? Yeah. Did y'all play together at he Florida? Was great. One year. One year. Yeah. One year. And he's he lives here, uh, like you. So yeah. many local golfers live here. What was kind of the, the thrust, the highlight from that one? Oh, uh, we were just reminiscing about college. And and that's fun. People like to hear that, those behind-the-scenes stories. This is a story people haven't heard about you and Billy in college. I'm sure there's – there in that one, um, I mean, Billy was like – he was like the annoying brother, little brother – in college to everyone, not just me. Well, he's kind of like at that, that just that, that. Oh, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas morning energy. Yeah. All the time. That's right. Yeah. All the time. Um, and you know, we would play, we would play two hand touch football as a team all, all the time. And it would quickly turn into throw Billy the ball over the middle. So he could just deck him you know? <laughs> <laughs> because nobody could take that guy. Uh, hey. um, but he, he handled it well. It was great. Um, is he, Billy Daytona area too? Where's no, he from? He's Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty close, right? Yeah, Melbourne pretty just close. Yeah. Um, and then we went. Then we went to Cam. Yeah, Cam. And you've stayed friendly and in touch with Cam outside of this podcast, as he yeah. lives here and through the live thing. And I'm sure you understand the common man's backlash against the live, and in turn, Cam. And I'm also sure, as his friend, that you feel a little differently about it. Well, um, and my buddy that does this uh, with me, Aaron Price, is also former pro too. Cam's like right hand guy. Okay. So it's going to stay super friendly. Um, yeah, it was friendly. Uh, it, you know, we talked about him. If he was planning on moving anywhere, he ain't going anywhere. Right, and that's yeah. what we all, you know, yeah. suggest and talk about. Yeah. And then somebody was telling me, uh, Murphy was telling us, you know, he was, Murphy lives over at Glen Curry. Yeah. Oh, that he and the buzz the... is out that Cam was there, so he went out and looked at, it, watched him play his whole at Glen Curry. You know. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Again, I guess one of the many courses that aren't letting him play. Um, 
I, yeah. Apparently they are. Yeah. They're, uh, they're letting him play. Now I'm going to feel kind of like David Letterman. You ready? Yeah. Matt, I understand you brought a clip. I did. From the podcast? I did bring a clip. E, why don't you play that for us, bud? <laughs> you won the 150th Open at St. Andrews. You're, go- you're in the history books forever. How bad do you want to win a green jacket? Yeah, I feel like that's... Do you think you're going to win one? Yeah. That is, a, that is sick. But I feel like that's my next one that I really want to tick off. I usually don't expect much of myself. I'm a, I'm a very much a process guy. Like Pricey says, like, there's no BS when I get out to the range. I tick the boxes, I go home, and then I fish or mow the lawn or something. But that one for me, I think because I've played so well, I genuinely think I've played my best golf around Augusta. It just hasn't lined up. Like, you know, when you win a tournament, you get a lucky bounce or... Yeah, You know, the putts just fall in. I genuinely think for like three or four times I've played the best golf I've ever played around Augusta and nothing's just lined up. Yeah, and when it does. So you just keep doing what you're doing. Don't change a thing. Well, there you go. I there Augusta is, there's horses for courses. Oh, and yeah. if you're lucky enough, Augusta suits you and it has couples and yeah. obviously Tiger and Jack and, and maybe Cam. Cam Smith, you remember, I remember last year. Was how about one, that? How about that? Yeah. Do you think you're going to win? A, immediately. Yeah, immediately. He's pretty laid back. Obviously, he's not into the all the outside noise. No, he seems kind of blissfully underwear that that unaware that some are. Yeah. I by the way, I will say this, and you, I mean, you, my stance is pretty well known on the PGA versus Live, and ultimately, I, I'm kind of like you. I don't. Well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I think this Live is going to implode at some point. It's going to eat itself up with a lack of results for what they're spending. But I'm all for those guys getting into majors. I am. I mean, that's not a PGA Tour event. I understand the PGA trying to put their pressure. It is what it is now. The split has happened. The PGA Tour won. Those guys didn't get anyone. They got Cam. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, they got no other big draws, and that's cr- for American golfers. Yeah, you Dustin. got you. Yeah, Dustin. He's just yeah. Dustin's a great player. Yeah, but he's also forty three. No, he's younger than me, dude. 30, Dustin Johnson is in his thirties. Thirty six. Yeah. Well, thirty eight maybe. He's either thirty seven or thirty eight. Well, a very good golfer. That's fair. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, you're right. the for other the good golfers are, are Latin American or European. And, you know, it's to me, what the Live Tour has turned into is you shouldn't be mad at the PGA Tour. It's turned into what the European Tour should have been all this time. It mm-hmm. should have been a tour that could have been on par with the PGA Tour. And that would have been a good relationship. You would have had cross-tour battles, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. They've also taken all of the tour's problems. Yeah. You got anything about that or no? Well, like, do you notice that, that, like, the tour doesn't have any, they have no, there's no villain anymore on the tour. Well, it's it might all, emerge a little bit. Well, I see what you're saying. They did take, yeah, but when you say took their problems, you mean all their problem children, the ones that were polarizing at best when it came to popularity. Yeah, the, the Bubba Watsons of the world. Sergio, Patrick Reed. Uh, Ian Poulter. Um, Phil. Phil. Even yeah. to be a great golfer would fall into that category. Yeah, you're right. 38 years old for uh for for DJ. He'll be 39 in June. He he had like the truest truth that you could have from that Netflix. Really? Doc. Yeah. I, I, that's that's not. Hard. I, I don't not have hard for I don't have anything else to prove here. I'm gonna yeah. go make some money. Yeah. And then he did. How much money did that? Do? He was the big winner year yeah. one. It's like 30 something million dollars he made in that six months, wasn't it? The uh oh well, of live first year of live. I thought you were talking about guaranteed money. No, not well. Again, if it's true that you're just. Taking it back from what they gave you. Yeah. I think we got that confirmed, actually. It that, is. Like, it when is Dustin true. got the $200 million, if he wins $48 million, that's just 48 off the bill. He's not getting 48 on top of the 200 That's still a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you might be. It might be right. Of course, the uh, story in golf is a tiger and the way he played yesterday. We, we've uh, talked a bunch about that. Um, it's teeing off here soon, probably. Yeah, what are we at? Six twenty-two out there. So yeah. yeah, probably in the next hour or two. He did play in the afternoon yesterday, and and yeah, it was it was fun to watch. I found it, I find it interesting. Like the real greats, and you see this in other sports too. They they will stop to watch. You know, hit, their peers will stop to watch them. Right. There's not many people that's going to stop Matt Every a guy who's won tournaments that Tiger's won. That's going to stop you and make you watch a golf tournament. But if Tiger's in contention, you tell me earlier today, it kind of would. Yeah. If it's Jordan Spieth, you're not going to go out of your way. Oh my, I want to make sure I see Spieth on. You know, yeah, the final round. Accurate. Okay. Accurate. Good. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite driver anymore? Well, you know, I was a diehard Bill Elliott fan growing up, so I've kind of just gone to his son now, yeah. Chase. He's so very good too, and he's Chase also very popular. Chase is my guy. Um, Et, are we picking you a driver? We're doing that. We'll do that when we come back. Okay. We'll pick E a driver. We're going to get him good to go, set up for Daytona, put a wrap on today, get you set up for the weekend, uh, and much more. Uh, appreciate um, Matt Every. The podcast is straight down the middle-ish. And uh, don't forget, Live Forever Golf, right? How's you know, the business going? Good? Going great, dude. We had the... You got P- some cool stuff, man. PGA I'm ready, merchandise ready, to, hit, I'm ready last, to hit the, the, the prize month. closet again. Me too, you know man. I mean? Yeah, you guys just need to come by the office, yeah. man. No. We'll, we'll get you yeah. sorted. Yeah, Say yeah. less. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see in a half an hour. I'll see you in a little while. Well, not yeah. today. You know, it might be the months. <laughs> All right. It's a, um, what is today? GFL Friday. You're listening to The Drew. All right. Uh, Matt Every in studio with us. Appreciate it, man. Thanks yeah, for man. hanging. Thanks for having me. Um, as professed his undying love for his his homeland, Daytona Beach today. That's right. I got a chuckle out of something that was sent on the text line. What'd you get? said the, um, the beaches of Normandy and Daytona Beach may be the two sketchiest places to land for a week. <laughs> a little true to that. Uh, Daytona's a little different. It's a little true. It's a little different. A little Daytona's one of the few places in the world that within 100 yards of each other, you can have both a shark and an alligator. That just kind of sums it up. You know? Never thought of it that yeah. way. Be careful where they're going. You want to get E.T. A, uh, I had a question for you, and then we're going to get E.T. a driver, and then you want to see what's trending today? No, I've just loaded you up. Oh, we could trend. Okay, Let's we'll trend. See. Yeah, well, all right. First things first. Does Tiger, we saw how Tiger played yesterday. Yeah. Considering the state of the tour and the way it's been, is there, in your mind as a player, is there any kind of responsibility to play the players, your marquee event, in this, the first no, one? No, it, I don't. No, I don't I, think so. I mean, he's done so much yeah. already, and the field's going to be great regardless. I know okay. he does move the needle. The players is going to be amazing. Well, he's just... Her. I, not even from a standpoint of winning, but just he him doesn't being owe here. it to the tour, though. No, no I don't no think way. he. I mean, I guess I don't think he owes it to the tour either. I don't. I'm not. I, so maybe responsibility is too strong a word. Should he play? Uh, I mean, if he can, yeah. yeah I mean, health wise, he looks like he can. I mean, it is. You don't have your defending champ. We just heard from him on a podcast. Yeah. Right. Well, let me tell you something else. There's a tournament before that week. Bay Hill. It is. Yeah. I mean, he his He's track record's good. a lot better there. What than what TPC. is the terrain like there? TPC's a flat walk. It's similar. Similar. Yeah. Maybe a little longer of a walk at Bay Hill. I would assume Bay Hill is your favorite golf course on tour. No, Riviera. Riviera. Yeah, or the, the one, one they're playing week. at now. Yeah. What was your best result there? It didn't matter. No, uh, I, I mean, I'm saying you had a bad I one. I had a top five one. One year, it was before I won. The course I grew up playing at in Daytona was called Riviera Country Club. Okay. And on the back nine on Sunday one year, I had a, de- a like a real decent look. I remember hitting an iron shot on 15, the part three, mm-hmm. and in the air, I'm thinking I'm about to win this tournament. Nice. And it 
it went like eight feet behind it and I missed the putt and didn't birdie the part five and yeah. that, those dreams were over. What is but, it about that golf course that everyone loves so much? I mean, I, I, it looks beautiful. I don't know why I would prefer to It's a big boy course. It, it is beautiful. It is. It's, it's Big boy, you mean hard. You like it. Hard. One thing, that I, it's one interesting thing with all y'all, man. Every pro golfer I've ever met and known and talked to wants to play a hard golf course. They don't want to play the pitch and putt where everyone's 28 There's under certain par. way, yeah, the hard one, yeah, um, Maybe not. You wouldn't mind doing that every now and then, too. No, I'm just trying to think why guys like, like that. the harder ones yeah. more. I think everyone feels like, well, if it's hard, I have an advantage because I'm good. You know, I, I mean, you're if all you're good. If you're playing good, yes. Yeah, I think, you know. Yes, because there are weeks where if you're playing good. Or maybe it's, it's your style of playing. I don't know why it fit that way, but Clauk used to tell me that all the time when he was competitive and competing that mm-hmm. he, you know, like he, he, he played well down at Jack's place one time, and it's mm-hmm. very difficult. He said, you know, I'm not the furthest hitter, but I'm straight i keep it in play it's a yeah. harder golf course uh would behoove me and i hope i didn't mess up the complete rationale for that but no, that um, makes sense all right uh et the daytona 500 uh goes this week so i'm gonna get you a driver here real quick we're not gonna um we're not gonna mess around too much so the, your first question as we narrow it down um you know, you're gonna go to the uh, you're gonna go car shopping today you're gonna right. get a, you, you would you prefer to buy a, a ford or would you rather buy a chevrolet or would you rather buy a toyota which of which of those are you gonna buy today i'm probably gonna get a chevy you're gonna get a chevy yeah. okay that's a that's not a bad uh choice at all um what's your favorite number seven no your name your favorite number is number seven okay um let's go seven chevy drivers down the starting order oh and that's your driver this week <laughs> all right should have told me number. If you told me number one, you'd have Alex Bowman. He's driving his Chevy. Kyle Larson, number two, could, oh, could win. Man. He's in a Chevy. Uh, the third Chevy's Chase Elliott. Just missed oh. Maddie's guy. Uh, then you got Corey LaJoy. That's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're Ross Chastain this weekend, man, going for track house racing. Ross Chastain. And Ross Chastain, by the way, I believe, is the guy who pulled off the video game movie. He, he sure is. Remember E? He sure no, is. Yeah, yeah, you, you do. do. Remember? When he hammered it into turn three and rode the wall Remember all the way around. Okay, I know what you're talking Remember about. Remember we showed that guy? <laughs> he, and they, and by the way, since then, they banned the move in they NASCAR. Did? Yeah, you're no, not allowed to do it anymore, the Ross Chastain rule. But he went up and he just, one of the, 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 the and he learned it from playing the, the Xbox. That's an awful banning. You can't do that. Yeah, he learned it playing Xbox because when you played that get NASCAR on Xbox, you could go ride that wall. Yeah. And he, he did it in real life, and he won. So that's not a bad pick for you, E. Shout out Ross. Let's, let's go, what, Ross. Let's <laughs> see what, he is uh, car number one. I was, when you said seven. Oh, wait, the car number. Now, nah, let's stick with it. All right. I misread. I was, I was going to give you number seven, the car owner, but I looked at seven wrong. I looked at the order rather than the car. You can have Corey LaJoy if you'd rather. Is 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 uh Russ Wheeler in the field this year? But you're better off staying with our yeah, with our video I'm, game. I'm gonna stay with Ross, man. Uh, uh, Russ Wheeler. Ross Chastain. Uh, Russ Wheeler is. What about Cole Trickle? Is he in there? It's going right over your head, isn't it? Cole Trick. You're you're talking about the days of Thunder. Guys. Yes. What was the first? I know Cole Trickle. R- Russ Wheeler. I don't he remember. Was, he yeah, was like the vi- the villain in that. Yeah, movie. I don't remember. That, that's right in your wheelhouse. I've seen that movie once, like a hundred years ago. Really? Yeah. God. You're I a movie it. guy too, aren't I, you? A little bit, you know. I'll go back, but I, yeah, I haven't seen that one in a while. I, it's funny you say that. There's a bunch of movies I was thinking I need to to revisit. Um, I, of course, now truck guy. I'm a Ford guy. Let me mm. pick a Ford. Who am I going to pull for? I'm going to pull for. Um, you know, I don't always go for the. You know what? In his final appearance, I think I adopted this guy last year when I became truck guy. I'm going to go Kevin Harvick in his final run at Daytona. 
Of course, a final run's never a final run. I see Jimmy Johnson's back. Yeah, he's back. Week. Yeah. He's back. So all these final runs in NASCAR, they don't seem to take sometimes. Mm-mm. You want to see what's trending? Yes. All right, our top five this morning is brought to you by Pet Paradise. They're top one. Listen, if you have a dog, cat, a pet, you need to discover Pet Paradise because it'll be their home away from home. They treat them as good as you do. They love your pet like you do. Uh, the very best in ultra-modern uh, facilities and technology, staffs that are just outstanding, New Day Veterinary Care, just the best of both facilities and uh, veterinarians. Are all your pet services and providing needs. They're the official pet service provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That means they're good. They're pet paradise. Number five. Here we go. Number five. For a lot of us, man, we're still not over the fact that football season is over. Yeah, it's over. There's nothing this weekend unless you go down that USFL-XFL path. I ain't going. <laughs> the XFL, I ain't going. That XFL path. Um, what's intriguing to me about the XFL path is the head coaches. Who we got? Remind me. Is that Bob Stoops? Is that his crew? Yeah. So you got Reggie Barlow. He's ex-Jaguar. Former Jag. Yeah. He is uh, head coach of the D.C. Defenders. Okay. Anthony Beck. Sure. The former tight end. St. Louis Battlehawks. Okay. okay. T-Buck. Terrell Buckley. Okay. Orlando Guardians. Okay. Jim Hazlitt. Former NFL coach of the Saints. Uh-huh. He has the Seattle Sea Dragons head coaching them. Wade Phillips head coaching the Houston Roughnecks. Huh. Bob Stoops, Arlington Renegades. Heinz Ward, he'll be coaching the San Han- San Antonio Brahms. Huh. And, and then Rod Woodson, he is the head coach of the Vegas Vipers. That, I want, wow. that makes it feel like there's an NFL tie-in to the XFL. I haven't researched either one of these. In a perfect world, the XFL and USFL should just play each other. True. Maybe you can draw up some image. You know, each play their season and let their champions play each other. We don't need one spring football league, off-season league. The last daggum thing we need is two. So USFL and XFL are doomed for failure because they're already splitting a pie that no one really wants a piece of. So, and it won't work. No. Off-season football. I've tried, Matt, every, I have tried. Oh, you know, Orlando has Spurrier. This team has this. This team's all former Gators and Knowles and K. I just, I can't do it. I just, I think we may need a break just for like half a year of hardcore honing in on the pigskin. The, that's what this time of year is for. It's for, yeah. yeah. Watch movies and Netflix series. And, yeah. yeah. Reconnect with your family. Yeah. Who are you again? Hey guys. <laughs> Tom Brady is definitely staying relevant. He recently was on his podcast. It's not straight down the line-ish. No. But it's a let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Tom Brady says that Janet Jackson's infamous wardrobe malfunction was good. Was a good thing for the NFL. I don't think it mattered for the NFL. <laughs> He's saying that it, it brought... Publicity. More publicity today. I, I don't. Uh, Tom, with all due respect to Tom, stay in your lane. You don't know what you're talking about. I didn't bring any more publicity to the NFL. It's the freaking Super Bowl, dude. <laughs> I can show Tom the – did it bring publicity when the highest rated still to this date Super Bowl came from 1981? I mean, with all due respect, that is not I, – I don't think that's viable that that increased the – Not NBA. a great take. It's not. Really? No. You can say it's interesting. It's like one of the most memorable things from all my Super Bowls. You come up with a lot of other things. Don't tell me that increased the NFL's popularity. I don't, I'm not buying that one. Number three. I had to go back and look at the video on this. Patrick, there's always something going on with the Lombardi Trophy. Every year there's something crazy going on with the Lombardi Trophy. Have you seen the video where Patrick Mahomes gave the Lombardi Trophy to a random stranger? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He was so loaded. He was. Just handed it off. He just handed did it off and, and walked away. At the parade, you yeah. mean? <laughs> what, did he think he was like a member of the chief staff or something? Like security Those or guys something. do get hammered, though. I oh. mean, like oh, Brady's gotcha. slurring about falling in the Tampa River. And, you know, what we see. I told him, nothing does worse for your public image and persona than these parades. 
Yeah. Guys become hated at parades yeah. for things that they say and do that before they were completely off the radar. Wow, this is what this guy's like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he got off the bus and he went to go take a selfie with a bunch of the fans. And then as he was going to walk back to the bus, he just handed the trophy off to a fan and he just walked away. <laughs> Uh, Nothing happened to the the, the, the the Lombardi Trophy. Nothing. Everything, and they got back to the to the Chiefs. Obviously, cool story for that fan. Oh, absolutely. I know you know they were taking pictures. And oh stuff. yeah. Oh yeah. Number two, NBA All Star Weekend kicks off tonight. Hey yo, uh, Matt, you looking forward to any of those events? Um, I I did listen this week. I heard Jeff complaining that Trey Young wasn't in the three point <laughs> competition. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not big, I'm not big on Trey Young. I, I, he's fallen out of favor with me. The Hawks should have blown it up. I hate the Atlanta Hawks. They're like the most frustrating thing in my life right now. But Trey Young is the kind of star that the three-point contest needs. Where's the, where's the All-Star game at this year? Utah. 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 Uh, just, it makes no sense. Jason Tatum's already there. He's playing in the game. Bring Trey Young out and let let him jack threes. People like to see it. Am I wrong? Am I yeah, missing that's something? A, that sucks for the – I mean, those NFL guys had Vegas – these right. guys get Utah. That's Salt Lake City. Yeah. And we should go out there for the Gator game next year. Yeah. <laughs> they, but they're going to they figure it out, though. Those yeah. NBA guys, they can figure it out. They'll bring, it. They'll bring, it, bring the party to them. Just don't, come, just don't come home with five wives. I don't fly outside of city limits. Right? Number Jeez. one. Have you ever seen those reality shows? Yes. People are some weird creatures, man. I mean, you find me a man that wants more than one wife, I'll find you a crazy-ass <laughs> man. Right? Right? <laughs> A hundred percent, for a thousand different reasons. I mean, come on, man. Can you imagine Number having two? No. What about five? Woo. Imagine having five wives. Woo. And by the way, ladies don't want more than one husband. They're a pain in the A, too. Don't they, get me wrong. Right, they don't. And the number one trending topic, he just won the Super Bowl. Now Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey will be hosting Saturday Night Live. All right. How do you think that's going to go? I mean, that He's got loves, some personality. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. So, in other news, so Saturday Night Live's still on. Uh, interesting. Yeah. That man loves the camera. He loves yeah, the camera. Yeah, he's not. Uh, by the way, Kelsey is one of those dudes also who's not as funny as he thinks. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, I don't dislike him. He's not dislikable. But every time he thinks he's being all creative and funny, he's not. He's <laughs> the cult nost of NFL. So there's a difference interviews. between loud and funny. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and the other day when he was drunk, the things he was saying were ridiculous. Yeah. Please, I see. Here's where SNL needs to be better. They've gone away from being topical and making fun of what's happening right now to being very, you know, political and social and all this nonsense that people try and escape for the most part with their comedy. But they have to be onto this narrative of the Chiefs. You know, they, they keep playing this. Everyone, you know, no one believed in this nonsense. If Saturday Night Live's got its chops still, that's the angle they take at some point with with on a skit with Kelsey. You got all these other no-brainers in history and, you know, who, oh, no one thought that, like Michael Jordan, no one calls him the greatest. You know, whatever yeah. that it might be, but yeah, that'd be nice. Instead of beating up Biden or, you know, or or, or I'm usually, Nikki Haley I'm, I'm, or whoever. I, I, I'm asleep by the time. I, it's I just no, I am one of the Saturday, I'm a Saturday Night Live stand, dude. I grew up on Saturday Night Live. I watched it all the way through into my 40s. And it just got so, and I didn't care if they made fun of Ronald Reagan or 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 or, or Bill Clinton or Barack Obama or George Bush. I swear, it's all funny. Gerald Ford, I don't care what side. But it got so just hateful and unfunny when Trump came along and everyone loses their mind mm. that I stopped watching. That's just me. That's not for anyone else. And that wasn't out of, like, 
some hyper love for Trump. It was just like off-putting. Like, can we not be funny about things that maybe we don't have to grind our gears on 24-7 in the regular news cycle already? So, and I haven't been back. I just haven't watched much at all. That was number one. So that's trending. Uh, it is. Yeah. And uh, as always, brought to you by Pet Paradise. Maddie, appreciate it as always. As always. Been a G- been a G- being a GFL Friday, we got tickets. Yeah, so uh, our Guggen, who won earlier, who won the, the, the Beef is What's for Dinner, 300 tickets. Unfortunately, he will not be able to go. So guess what we got? We got those tickets. He called me back and let me know that he can't go. So we're going to give those tickets away again. A pair of tickets to the Beef and What's for Dinner 300 Xfinity Series race at Daytona International Speedway Saturday, February 18th at 1.30 p.m. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, that'll do it, too. We've made it through a Friday, a GFL Friday. The boys at Jaguars today are here standing by. In the old days, wasn't the Pro Bowl the week after the Super Bowl or no? Used to be. At one point, yeah. many, many years ago. Yeah, many years ago, yeah. yeah. Maybe we need to go back to doing the Super Bowl and then give us a, just to kind of ease out of it. Would the Pro Bowl get? You're not looking forward to the XFL. Yeah. Would Would the Pro Bowl get any? Would it get even a little bit more number if it was played the week after the Super Bowl rather than the week before? I or no, I don't think so. I, I mean, now they've given up. I mean, they're playing those games are for games. kids, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, like the NBA All Star Game, they're for like you know that's for growing the game for eight to sixteen year olds. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I still watch the Major League Baseball All-Star Game every yeah. year. That's a, Now, see, that one's not about the kids. That's about old men reminiscing. <laughs> Which is kind of what baseball has become. Correct. That's, yeah. that's okay. I'm not sure I'm big on all the – this obviously is not baseball today or Braves today, but I, I'm not sure I'm down with all these junky little rules that are coming Major League Baseball way. We'll I don't, see. I don't know. Yeah. How about him just forcing it without having to put a clock up and all that? I mean, I don't like giving the base runner – the countdown on when he's safe to run. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like well, there's some would. things I haven't thought of here. I don't mind the steal becoming a part of baseball again. Yeah. But let's make it honest. You're giving yeah. the base runner way too much of an advantage I here. I get it. Yep, if you no ask doubt. me. Well, what do you guys got coming up today? It doesn't involve baseball and base deal. <laughs> we'll have Tom McManus in. Okay. Um, to, as we get into the Jaguars offseason, we'll continue to discuss it. And our question of the day today asking if you could bring back one of these former Jaguars this offseason, which one would you want back? Yannick Ngakwe or Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. or neither one. Wow. I don't know. I don't know how many people can shove their standards and mentality to the side and honestly answer that question. But yeah. I would take I would take Yon back. Jalen Ramsey can keep walking until he goes right off the pier out by the Atlantic, <laughs> dude. That dude is a Jake, man. He's scr- and and Jaguar fans that love him, I mean, that's your pride of his fine. But if you don't understand as a fan that that guy did you dirtier than any player in Jaguars history, then then, it, then that part doesn't matter to you, then that's fine. But, but yeah, pretty good player, though, when we've not seen him on the other side he of Tyson Campbell. a pretty Campbell. good player. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why? Well, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, I've kind of, you brought me down with that question before I get out of here. <laughs> um, all right. Jaguars today is coming up next. It's been a GFL Friday. Hick will be back from, you know, the boss, Boston and Austin is what he's doing. So we'll be back at full strength on uh, Monday. So uh, thanks for putting up with us. We will see you then. So long. Bye, Felicia.